Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch, came in from somewhere in the east end of the city, I think. Somewhere. From the beaches. From the beaches, which really isn't the beaches, is it? Are you actually on the beaches? You like I'm upper beaches? Min- I'm a two minute walk from Woodbine Park. Okay. That's, so he's actually He's, he's actually beaches. beaches. Actually he's not like beaches. up in Danforth, upper no, beaches. No. Okay. Got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. That, that's just wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> that's just wannabes. They put the term beaches in there and jack the price. Yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. It so what are we doing today, Amanda? We've got uh, we've got the second part of this series that's happening. Hopefully we're going to get a part three, but we're definitely going to have these two parts going out. That depends you want on me what to... was said in part one. Yeah, Ooh. let's see what happens. Well, hey everyone, it's Amanda. And we have James on our couch today, second time guest. And uh, James is a, you've graduated now? Yes. yes, sir. A graduate of uh, paralegal with studies with honors. Dun, dun, dun. I'm not surprised in any way because I think this guy enjoys doing homework for a living. He came in with a stack of a stack of research and homework for us. Yeah, he's already <laughs> into Just the a law. Bit. So that's what I feel like anyone that works in law does. All you do is homework, homework, homework. All you do, homework, all you do homework. is look shit up and, <laughs> and make it's, documents, make book reports. <laughs> it's like you you sit down at your desk and it's like, can I swear? Yeah. Oh shit. I've got to get that report. I got to get that brief. I've got to get, I've got to get it done now. And then Uh, you sit and you study and you figure it all out and then you write it all out. That doesn't sound fun. That's what what the lawyer's life is. Well, I'm a massage therapist for a reason because that definitely (laughs) is not me. But thankfully we have people who do understand the law and there's, I don't even need to really say much more. Everybody knows there's been this uh, polarizing issue. I mean, there's polarizing issues, but a large polarizing issue right now is um, the idea of having proof of vaccination to go into certain places. And so we had um, a really good discussion with another registered massage therapist about the ethical considerations and whether or not um, these things are are going to be positive or if there's possible negative implications or any, you know, we just wanted to talk about both sides and see what people were thinking about the proof of vaccination. And, and to be really honest with you, talk. I have, I still have a lot of questions. And so I was, um, I was really in agreement with a lot of what the other therapist said about maybe some of the ethical considerations. So we wanted to hear from the other side of someone who says, nope, absolutely. I agree with this and the, here's why and here's what the law says. So we brought James back to talk about the I've law. I've never said I agree or disagree. This ah, is just the position. Got it. This is this is what you do as, as a legal representative. Okay. You, you can read both sides of the argument and defend either side. That, and that's what we want to do. And that's kind of even what we did with our, our last therapist where she would say something and then we would present, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I understand where you come from, but this is possibly the response that can come to that. Or this is the rationale for why this isn't the way it is, or this is the other side to think about things. And we did that back and forth we quite a bit. We did the back and forth. So let me good. introduce to you, James, yeah. why we wanted to have it to be more of a legal discussion is yes. because there are people, and you can speak to this, who are saying, well, this violates our charter rights, the Chris right? They're bringing, the up, they're bringing up the charter of, and you're going to tell us but why it doesn't. you're going to tell us why because a lot of because us don't know. we don't know. I'm, hold, I'm holding up all the information that we need. Beautiful. Cool. I like there that. are like also it. people who talk about the Human Rights Code. So if you want to speak they're to that. Con- directly can, connected. Perfect. The Charter of Rights is part of the Constitution and the Human Rights Code is based on that. Cool. Right. So you'll so tell us all about that. So you can tell us all because these are the things people are shouting. Right. And, um, you know, this this buzzword these days of discrimination because there's people who say this is discrimination. There's people who say this is absolutely not discrimination. So we want to look at yes. all of these things from a legal is perspective. Explained 
by the charter. All right. And so let's the human rights code. And then we have a whole on. then we have a whole other side of it which is the ethical issue or ethical dilemma behind some of these decisions that are being made by workplaces to to create a policy. They're not mandated by the government to create a, to to have a, a a proof of vaccination policy for their employees, but they're deciding to do so for whatever reason. And we talked about that a little bit last time mm-hmm. and then we'll bring that up again because there is there there are ethical things that that can go with that. And it's not even just an ethical issue which is kind of just cut and dry black and white but there are ethical dilemmas associated with potentially quote unquote forcing someone to get vaccinated which we'll talk about forcing is an interesting word exactly well well, there's only right now the only people that are required to get it are federal and provincial employees right we'll talk about all of this cool stuff and then the choice and and the language and the choice of words that people Mm -hmm. are using and and how and how they carry certain weight absolutely people use words without knowing what they mean so let's start let's start this off then all right why don't you introduce yourself again for anyone that didn't catch our cannabis talk last time (laughs) tell us tell us all who you are my name is james dondo uh i've spent the last uh eight years as an as an rmt and during uh, the, the COVID incident of 2019, 2020, uh, I realized that I would never be able to get back into a room with people because our patients lie to us. That's just reality. Well, that is true. They do lie. So I have uh, really sensitive lungs, so it's kind of a thing. And so I transitioned to becoming a paralegal which was my option back in 2012 when I went to school to become a massage therapist. Mm. So I'm 59 in a week and a half. And again, I'm transitioning careers. So just for, for all of you out there, it, you can do it if you want to suck it up and do it's it. It's never if you want too to. late. Is there any regret of not doing the paralegal instead of the massage? Um, well, my experience as a, as an RMT wasn't, wasn't really good. I acquired a lot of debt because I kept, I, I never fit in where with the work I was doing. Right. I do more like, kin work and more athletic therapy work right, than, right, right. than massage. Yeah. So I really, I was a round hole in a square peg. Gotcha. Right? So yeah, it, regret is the wrong. I learned a lot, Okay. but I, it, it was just, I had to make the decision. So I just did. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> it is what it is. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so I finished my paralegal program. I graduated with honors. Um, and, uh, Yeah. So I'm in transitioning. I've got to wait till February to write my exam. So in the meantime, I sit online and argue with people. Because <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do? What else are you going to do? Yeah, so, who knows? Really, what else? Yeah, so I mean, this is what I do. I talk to people and I try to let I, I try to let them hang themselves with their logic and usually it's successful. <laughs> he just He just really proved a point I always make. I'm not online. I have no presence really online. And I always say the reason that I don't go online is because I don't have the time to argue with people. I would just get up and walk away because I've got too many other things going on. James can do it. He's got time right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking for work, but it's tough because, you know, it's tough to hire somebody when they're not. You haven't even done your exams yet. Yeah. I can work as a law clerk or an assistant, but it's it's hard. It's just hard to get in there. But anyway, that's irrelevant. Um, yeah, so so what I'm here to do is I'm, you know, you put the the call out for somebody to try and answer some of these questions. And I just figure, you know, I, I, you know I'm here to do that. I, and I said this to the last person that we had on the couch. I'm actually shocked for how vocal people are on Facebook. I'm actually shocked that we had less people 
stand up and say, yes, I'm willing to come on and talk to your large international audience about this. For someone on both sides of the fence, I dropped this in that other group and said, hey, anyone want to come on and we're going to have a conversation about this and you're going to have your, you know, a free opportunity to speak and say your mind and blah, 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 and just let it out. And there were comments on it, but there was only one per actually no, there was a small group number of people that said, Yeah, I'll do it. And then when the logistics came down to it, they're like, mm, no, I, I can't, or I'm not going to, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And there was really one person that just stood up and said, Yeah, okay, I'll do it. And same thing on this end. You were the only person. Well, they that- all wanted me to do it. So ah. they just let me do it. <laughs> I tend to have a mouth that doesn't. He's the spokesperson. Yeah. He's the, the guy that has yeah. and I said this the last time you were on when we were talking about um the, the cannabis debate. Um is that you are you're a person that will stick by what you say. You know, there's a lot of keyboard warriors that wouldn't say it in person, but well, that's what his that's what that group is facing, and I think a lot of it is, and again, this will come up. Yeah, a lot of it is people don't want to be held to account. Mm. So you can have whatever position you want, but don't make me put it in writing. I have no problem doing that because. So I've, can I ask you a question yeah, based you can on ask that? me any question. So you based want. on, based on that alone, do you have a problem with this group? And by this group, we're saying that there's a group on Facebook that is very specific I, about our uh, profession and about yeah. being, I think they call it now the, pro consent, pro consent, right? Yes. So that's the language that they're using to, to name the group. A, ironic okay. coming from massage. But how do you, how do you feel about that group then I, in, uh, in and, general? And, and this this is like I said, I've just said you can you can say whatever you want yeah unless you're saying something hateful blah 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 right, blah right, right? right it's like you can't say I have a bomb in my bag at the airport exactly you will get arrested yeah that's just reality right. so I will defend you if you say something that somebody takes offense to whether I agree with it or not right I like that right that's my yep. job that's yep. the job of the law that's the where the law is right and this is why. Even when I'm having this discussion with legal representatives, there's there's camps on both sides. Yep. Like the law is the law. The the courts have decided this. So what our opinions are aren't they're all they're irrelevant. Like everybody is like opinion is like an asshole. Everybody has one, but that doesn't mean it's valid. Okay. Right? So and I, I will defend your right to have that group. Yep. I might, you know, I might think it's whatever, yeah. but the right for the, that group to exist and people to have those opinions, absolutely, that's protected in the charter. Absolutely. Because they're not hating anybody. They're, they're not, not hurting anybody. They're, they're not, not inciting violence. Speech. They're not doing any of that stuff. They haven't violated any of the, right. the discrimination mandates or they call them, um, I'll, I'll get to that later, they, the, there's, there's like, you can't discriminate against age and sex right. and gender. Like th- those are charter protected mandates. So right? let me ask you a question yeah. then. What do you feel about about people that 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 are spreading misinformation? Well, that I have a problem with because that's willful it's most fr- of the time. F- from from a legal standpoint, there are laws against. There that. are laws against uh, it. I I don't in know. In Canada, if we have slander and libel laws. Okay, so, so what slander about slander is against the person? Okay, yes. Right. So what about a person that is putting information on their Facebook page that they believe to be true, um, that they feel that they have what they feel are credible sources to back up what yeah. they're saying, and it might be against what conventional science is saying right. at the time, and conventional science might say that's misinformation. Yeah. We, we there's a term called willful neglect. Okay. Okay. Right. So if you post something yes. and somebody takes that yep. and acts upon it right. as if it's true, yes. 
you can be held to account for that. Even if I'm posting it with the intent of believing this to be actually true. In other words, I'm not purposefully posting something that I know is incorrect or wrong. Okay, when you're watching when you're watching television shows that do have like crazy shit in them. Yeah. They say don't try this at home. Yeah. That's a call to disclaimer. Right. So that's what you, you would need to post on this. Gotcha. This is my opinion. Right. Not not true or gotcha. not false. Yeah, you know, and that and that was something that was brought up in the last episode because I said I don't understand the need for such such censorship and why people are so upset about people think, posting what do you stuff think on censorship is. Define it. Like what well, give me an give me something you're talking about. Okay, so there's there's a couple things I think you're thinking about. So one will say like Facebook taking stuff down or, or, yeah. or blocking certain things. Now I understand and like I said in this post to you, I understand one hundred percent your private company, you've got your own policies, you can yeah. do whatever, can do whatever, you, whatever want. they want. You can do whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, and right? he's in the States. So he's pandering to the right way. Exactly. So I understand that. But I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about yeah. or what you might yeah, be talking about. That would about. be great. Um, Examples are better than theory. Chris Sky. We all know who yeah, Chris Sky is. Doing something on the Danforth today. Probably. No, and, I know he is. And and, and 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 to be honest, I know Chris Guy personally. I used to I used to be his personal trainer. <laughs> nice before he became chris sky this guy right right? um and he's he's actually a really nice dude but any which way chris sky went earlier into the pandemic he was traveling a lot Mm -hmm. and he was somewhere in europe right and he jumped on his instagram live and he said i'm landing in pearson at 7 p.m tonight right i'm gonna go live through pearson on Instagram, and I'm going to show you how to walk through the airport without a mask, and I'm going to show you how to not have to end up in a quarantine hotel. Cool? And then he lands, and his Instagram is shut down. See, that's a little more extreme than well, I was even Zuckerberg thinking. Zuckerberg owns that too, right? <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but things like that, like yeah. that that makes you that makes you go, hmm, a little bit. Is that what you mean by That was a little more aggressive. That was a little bit I more aggressive. I think I was just okay, talking tell me, tell me what else you mean. I think I was just talking more about not Chris Sky, but okay. that same idea where things are getting blocked off of social media okay. or, you know, you see the um the fact check stuff and it that's all. I just said yeah. it, it in the last episode I said I'm having trouble understanding like why this even needs to be done so aggressively. Like are people in general, like people so do they need their hands held so much that they need to be told what is and isn't true? Like is are people taking their medical core of the charter? Are people taking their medical advice from Facebook? Like is that really is that our reality? Maybe I'm that naive. You gotta remember that Facebook um and Instagram and uh, what else does he own? WhatsApp. There's another WhatsApp. App, yeah, all of these are owned by Zuckerberg. Yeah, yes, yes, yes right. Yes. So he's a private. That's a. Those are all private companies. But they're all want. they're all based in the states, right? So when you're talking about healthcare, it's different here than it is there, right? Right. Because we don't have to, you know, go broke going to the hospital, right? Right. So they have to be very careful with what is put out there. For that reason, because it's just a different system. Like the rest of the world looks at them and goes, these people are fucking crazy. So, okay, I I understand that. And so I understand maybe somebody like Chris Skye can be viewed as dangerous because he's saying, look, I'm going to show you how you don't have to wear a mask. I'm going to show you how you can avoid quarantine. So he's saying, I'm going to show you how you don't have to listen to what the government is telling us we have to do. Yes. That's that's extreme. Some countries call that treason. Right. So so that's why I wasn't talking about- kill them. That's why I wasn't talking about the Chris Skye's of the world. And some countries will say that that's that's his right- Dangerous information. And and some people say that's his right to do so and speak freely because he's not inciting 
inciting hate or violence or yep. that type. But I understand the the other side of it. So, whereas, but then, but then look at the less aggressive posts. Had what he done been on a Canadian based app, probably wouldn't have been shut down. But because it was in the states, that was it. If I remember the timing of this, it was at a time where they were shutting everything COVID down. So yes, that I can understand. I'm talking more about you know somebody posts something that's not even necessarily anti anything. You know, somebody who is asking the questions that we were talking about on our last our last podcast. Where people, I got warned by Facebook. I was so happy. My daughter was so proud of me. <laughs> you got a warning. I've never, my Facebook has been described as benign. I, <laughs> I post my opinions, but in a very politically correct way, because I do have empathy for both sides of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I do, like you, I agree that the law is the law, but I, I think that everyone can have their opinions on it, right? Some Absolutely. things that have been legal don't necessarily mean they're ethical, right? right. So yes. fine. So, but, so the reason the reason these things are being guarded so carefully, because there was so much at the time that we didn't know that we know now the fact that he has the right to do that i have i will defend that right right, right? whether it's right or wrong whether you feel it's right or wrong doesn't matter it's he's irrelevant right to do so yeah. and, and this is this is the whole thing with all of these discussions like i can i can tell you i will defend your right to do that right. unless it's illegal immoral or unethical right 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 and that's the basic issues that the charter addresses. Okay, so we understand that Zuckerberg can do whatever the hell he wants. And so that's, you know, that I think is what's causing a lot of issues is that certain things, like one of the things we talked about in the last episode where yeah. there were actual medical professionals. So, you know, right now we're being all um, really told to trust the experts, trust the science. And of yeah. course, when it, when it comes to that, I think that it's not only um, like, our rights, but it's also healthy to hear what all these experts have to say. But there's certain experts, and I'm putting it in quotes because they are doctors who have maybe put up posts that go slightly against what the current narrative is in the media, showing like, well, this is what we're also finding. And if it's like slightly uh, allowing people to lean towards a way of, you know, I, I don't like to use the term anti vax, but let's say it being anti anything, then it's blocked. And that's where people, I think it's causing more mistrust and more hesitancy. And because they're saying, well, why are we not allowed to see this information? You know what I mean? So unfortunately, that has nothing to do with the Canadian government or our laws. Nothing, right. Because it's American. That's all So if you could start a Canadian Facebook, you would find that your requirements are vastly different. Mm-hmm. I find our charter of rights is far superior to their bill of rights for many reasons, but we've, we, we wrote ours a hundred years after they did. So, you know, so why don't we speak more sense. to the law then All the right. people who are really up in arms saying that proof of this vaccination goes against, goes against the charter of rights. Can you tell us a little bit about which section they're talking about and why it doesn't? Okay. So let's, let's start with my, my spreadsheet. Sure. And let's go into the mic when you do that. Yeah. Just, okay. So we're going to, we're going to get through this. All right. So let's start with a question for you guys. What do you think a human right is? Basic human rights. So you're entitled to life. You're entitled to own property. You're entitled to. Ooh, you've been reading. Mobility. You're entitled <laughs> to freedom of speech, freedom, freedom of, of choice, uh, creed, religion, conscious. Okay. These are yeah, some of my are, rights. Those are good. The United Nations defines human rights as the right that is believed to belong to justifiably every person, regardless of race, sex, orientation, na- nationality, ethnicity, language, all those things. There's the right to life and liberty. Cool. The freedom from slavery and torture, okay. which some countries still think is not a right, but freedom of, of opinion and expression, mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about. 
and the right to work and education. And there's many more, but those are the basic, the top four or five. Okay. Right. So from that premise, we have our charter of rights. Okay. We have our constitution built on those premise that the individual has these rights. Uh, American American constitution calls them inalienable rights. And our government system of government doesn't quite go to that that statement. One of the things you need to know about our rights is that they're not the be all and end all. They don't trump the charter and they don't trump the constitution. They are subject to it. Okay. Right. So when you claim uh, this is my right, well, it it could be, but this is the law. Okay. The law sits above the the individual. It's not the other way around. And America thinks that the Americans believe that the individual supersedes the government. Okay. And that's kind of what you're talking about. People, you can mistrust the government. We we there's some things like I was saying this last night to somebody. There's things that I don't like about my government. I don't trust them to take care of. Right. But that doesn't stop me from supporting them in the things that I support them in, right? So we have that right. And if they put me in jail because I disagree with the way they print the money or whatever, right? Well, then we that's not a country I want to live in. You know, we are free to express yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you say, well, I want to kill member of parliament X, mm-hmm. well, you should be in jail, right? You don't that goes have beyond that right. freedom of expression. Exactly. exactly. And that's, so when you're talking about a human right, when you're talking about it in light of the charter, I have a right, you have a right, mm-hmm. you have a right, but your right doesn't supersede my right. It's equal. As soon as it becomes unequal, somebody's violating the charter. Right. Right? So when you're talking about a passport, when you're talking about getting the vaccination, yep. you can say, I don't want the vaccination. That's your right. Absolutely. But that doesn't supersede you as a business owner from saying to somebody, you need to be double vaxxed like the University of Guelph. You need to be double vaxxed to come into my campus. Right. Right? That's their right. Absolutely. And that doesn't supersede your right. It doesn't make you go and have to get one. That's your choice. But if you don't get one, they have the right to say you can't come in. Okay. Right? So their rights are supported and your rights are supported and it's on an equal equal footing. So that's what the charter tries to do is make it a level playing field for everybody. Now, if they say to you or to say to somebody, you know, you you need to be double vaccinated, but I'm going to take you away because you're gay, because you're X color, you're whatever. Right. That's, that's where you start getting into the violations and the, the discrimination. Right. That's obviously discrimination. So since we're here, yes. I have two questions for you. The first one being then, you know, you're right. Nobody can force you to get a vaccination. It's your right to say, I don't want to get it, yeah. but it's the business's right to say you can't enter. What about the people who are faced with the, yes, it is still a choice, but it's get vaccinated or get fired. What does the law say about that? That, that is something that, um, if you can't perform, what it, it's basic employment law. The the way they can do that is like Mark is my employee. Okay, Mark, you I need feel to. Sorry for you. You need to do this, and Mark doesn't do it. He wouldn't. You're right. Right. So you feel sorry I, for which? Then I come. I feel sorry for James. If oh, you, yeah. <laughs> then I, I come you to you. Then I me. come to you again oh, two days later and say, Mark, you need to do this. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not even the talking about vaccination. Yeah, yeah. You need to clean the toilet. Okay. He wouldn't do that. Mark doesn't do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I do it a third time. I say, Mark, go clean the toilet. And you say, no, well, bye. It's it's no different. 
The, the, the law doesn't recognize his refusal any differently. So it's a, it becomes a series of disobeying the boss. You've, be, you've been given the opportunity to correct your behavior right, in the manner of which the, us as a company we, have in our policy. Can we look at how this, this comparison, though, yeah. is going to bring up more questions and cause confusion? Oh, absolutely. Because cleaning a toilet technically doesn't have any risks to the person who has to clean the toilet. Sure it does. If you put your fa- your head into stuff. Well, why would you put toilet? your face in a toilet if you're cleaning? <laughs> well, you there's many. Get in there to clean. There's many ways to. Cl- I clean toilets all the time, James, <laughs> yeah, I and I have never stuck my face in one. Right. So, if we're talking about a vaccination, you know, a lot of the people who are hesitant or who haven't been vaccinated either have dealt with a vaccine injury themselves, have Possibly. seen someone who have dealt with a vaccine injury. Some people have serious uh, fear, and whether the fear is warranted or not, or it's just there. Perceived, okay. perceived fear and stress around getting it. So, if they're faced with get this or in and there's just some hippie people that just don't want to get vaccinated okay, but and I'm they not never e- have. I'm not listing everyone. I'm giving cer- certain examples to show that if your boss says, get this or you're fired, even though you've had multiple times to correct your behavior, yes. in this case, it's not just being asked to clean a toilet. It's being asked to inject something into Medical your body procedure. that you feel very uncomfortable with. And you right. know that I have a right to say no, but it can feel like my right is being taken away because if your choice is between getting the vaccine and putting food on your table to support your family, then you're going to have to do something that you actually don't want to do. So it feels coerced and it feels... Well, we do that all the time. What do we do I don't want to wear a seatbelt. I grew up never wearing one. But if I don't put one on, I'm going to get a ticket and I'm going to get okay, points on my what license. what risk is coming from the, well, you Well, the risk is I could die in a car accident. What, no, but what risk is coming from you putting it on? Well, that is the that's difference. A, but it's, I'm afraid of them. You're afraid of seatbelts. I don't. I, it's against what I believe. Okay. Okay. So I, I can make the same arguments. They, they they sound just as ludicrous. But I don't see it as ludicrous when somebody is saying, "I don't want to put something in my body," and I can see how this is where I'm saying I see I have so much empathy. Yes. Yeah, so do I because I know who really don't want that have gone to get the vaccination for whatever reasons, and it, it's not going to make sense to everybody. And I get that yeah. as well. But if somebody doesn't want to get it, but it's if I don't get this, I'm going to lose my job, and I can't lose my job. Then it feels like they're not actually providing their consent, but that they've been forced into doing something that they're very, very uncomfortable with that could potentially pose risks. Right. And so the, the coercion it, doesn't come from the employer. It's, self, it's self-induced. They're putting the pressure on themselves to get it or not. I know people who are willing to quit because they sure. don't want the vaccine. There are people willing to quit. I'm yeah, just and saying that's their I choice. can have empathy because sometimes choices aren't so easy in black and white. I, I right? agree. There well, are I never said who, this was easy. Right. There are people who don't feel like it is a choice. So if I used this example on the last recording we did. I have a very close friend whose husband for very, for what I felt were very good reasons, was really uncomfortable getting vaccinated, but he works for a company that it was get vaccinated or you lose your job. He is the sole provider for this family of five. Okay. He went back and forth and he thought the way you did, maybe I just need to leave. Maybe I need to go get another job. But then a lot of places are implementing. Anyway, at the end of the day, he felt he had no choice and he went and got it. He's literally had three panic attacks since getting it. He cries every day. Like he's so miserable that he did this and he's in constant regret that he did it, but he felt he had no choice. And that's the part where I'm like, something about this just feels innate for me. And, you know, I know you said earlier, it was ironic that RMTs who, who are saying they're for, um, what, what do we say for consent? Yeah, pro-consent. Um, that, that, that's mm. ironic. 
it when you said that, I was like, I want to go back to that because yep. truthfully, well, that is, that. truthfully, that's how I feel yeah, is that, that I've spent my entire career focused on informed consent. And yep. part of this feels like we're playing fast and loose with that term right now. Well, um, like, I, I know I understand what you're saying, but I mean you're asking you're you're asking and giving a, a one off situation. I mean, examples are better than the what was it that you said? Examples theory. are better than theories, right? So and I was I, just I, giving that one example, yeah. right? So you know, and everybody probably knows somebody in that situation, or, but some Absolutely. people talk about it and some people don't, right? So it's like, but the 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 fact is that before the law if the lawyer is doing the processing correctly and giving, like I was saying, if you're given the opportunity to make that choice, that's your choice. Absolutely. And I, right? I get that. The, the, the employer is, if he just, if I were to say, Mark, you're getting vaccinated or you're, you're leaving right now and no, you've had no other opportunity. I've just decided that. And I fire you the same day you say no. Well, that would be a problem. Of course. Right. So no, I don't know any lawyer that or any employer that's going to actually say it like that, because that would just be that would just be suicide. That would be inviting yeah. a loss. Actually, I think there's probably a lot of empl- like really small businesses that are actually probably doing stuff like that, just because they don't because they, they, they don't, don't know, any know any better. Yeah. Well, that's right? part. So, that's for example, part of all of this is education. Exactly. Right? So, for example, when the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario puts out an email that says we strongly encourage RMTs to be vaccinated, we strongly encourage clinic owners to put in a vaccination policy. Right. Then I can see the massage therapist who owns a clinic who has four or five RMTs working for them yeah. not understanding labor laws and yeah. they might be employees they yeah. might not even be an independent contract saying hey you got to get vaccinated yeah. in, in two weeks or you're gone Let, type let's of come thing, back right? to that one because that's that's important for where you guys are see this is where it really gets frustrating because yeah. I understand all sides of the fence I get why a business owner feels they have to put in a policy like this because they have to create the safest work environment possible and if they if they're voluntarily deciding to create a, a vaccination mandate for their employees and they might be feeling like well I have to do this like this is part of the steps of me making my workplace as safe as possible they do exactly so the government says so so i understand why a private business that hasn't been mandated to put a vaccination policy in place decides to do so now i also fucking feel horrible for you know the 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 half dozen people that i know that are in complete regret for getting a vaccination because they felt like they had to because of their workplace recognizing yes i did have a choice to stay there or not stay there but they feel like fucking they feel like shit they're not happy with themselves are and they're they not alive? happy with their life choices. Are they alive? Yes, they're alive. Have they got sick? Um, some of them have gotten sick. Because of the vaccine or because of COVID? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? So, Couldn't tell you. So they got sick but didn't go to the doctor right? to find out and, what it was. But, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. Well, it is It is important because I, I was talking to somebody on the way here who got a shot and suddenly they just, a little while later, went into anaphylactic shock. And they blamed the vaccine for that. Right, I right, said, right. This is the second shot. But that's neither. Well, hang on. No, it is important because. Well, not for my point. But. To, well, it, it is in a way. So I said, like, this was the second shot. Yeah, it's the same vaccine, right? right. Yeah, yeah. So there was something. Was there something in the second shot that wasn't in the first shot? No. So what was the what was the reaction to? Well, right, we right. don't really know. Right. So you, causation and correlation Got are it. the same thing, Got right? It. I'm in reference to someone that doesn't feel like they want this medical procedure 
done to them. Yeah. And they feel like they don't really have much of a choice because of their their workplace scenario and 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 their their situation in life. Yeah, the Supreme right? Court has already answered that. We'll get into that. Right, right. But this is be what I'm suggesting here. Or what I'm what I'm even bringing up is beyond law. It's it has yeah. nothing. No, to do I with understand the law. that. And that's that's and well. Again, this the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll get into that. So anyhow, so let's talk about the Canadian Human Rights CHRC. That's the commission. Yep. They recognize universal human rights. Okay. They're the same basic five. It's like uh, you live free from torture, live free from slavery, mm-hmm. right to own property, uh, right to equity and dignity, yeah. right? And live free from all forms of discrimination. I mean, those are just basic understandings of what it means to be human. Right. We, we should all be able to live in an environment like that. Yeah. So if you want to break every one of those down, is this torture? Well, no, it's not. Well, some might see it as torture, but the law wouldn't recognize this as torture. Okay. And it's not slavery. Right. Goodness knows that, that that phrase has been tossed around enough. It's got nothing to do with owning property. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the right to equality and dignity? Well, those are two different things, okay? Mm-hmm. So if they feel... Um, if it comes down to an issue of equality, equity or equality, everybody has the opportunity to live in this society. Mm-hmm. If you um, don't get the vaccination, you there's consequences you're going to have to face. Okay. So the charter has to balance the good of the, the, the society against the right of the individual. Right. Right. So, We'll, we can, we'll, we'll get the further into that, but that's, think, keep that thought running. Yeah, needs through. of the many away the needs of the few. Spock. Or the one. <laughs> Don't forget that, because yeah, that's or, what or Spock said. Yeah. And it is about the one, right? We are in a very, it's very difficult when you're talking about the one versus mm-hmm. the many, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we all know the one, right, but right, we right. don't think about the many. And we're getting into a society that's less and less involved with the, through this thing with the many. We, we've turned into a very narcissistic focused society through this because we've had ourselves to deal with for the last two years. But that's a whole other issue. But there's a lot of social factors that go into There are tons this. of social factors yeah, right? that go into that. So that's why, you know, we can talk about the law, mm-hmm. but the reality of it is like you're saying, uh, Amanda. Yep. Amanda. <laughs> I got it right. It's, it's written on Mark's arm. Just keep your arm exposed. There you go. Oh, there you go, Amanda. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is about the individual and how they feel and how they want to fit into society or not. So this is, this is why the charter has to be equally applicable to everybody and why you can't be discriminated against for those various reasons. So discrimination, what do you think discrimination is? Define it for me. Go ahead. You, you know, you're discriminating against me. How would you respond to that? Uh, that that I'm I'm not granted equal opportunity based on something. 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 Right. That's fair enough. Yeah. And that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Right? It's an action or a decision that results in the unfair or negative treatment of a person or a group because of race, sex, religion, blah, 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 blah. Something. Right? What so, are the blah, 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 blahs? Because well, that's where well, this word there, gets muddied I've got, up. Yeah, I've, I've got those written down here. There's like 17 of them. Okay. That are recognized by the. So you know the, the reason chart, I'm asking the, that is because people commission. people who are you know unable to provide proof of vaccination are saying that they're being discriminated against. They're being denied they're service in places they're, because of a choice, a medical choice. And the the, the, you, the word that our, our guest used last time was discriminated against 
because of perceived perceived disability. That perceived was disability. that was in reference to employment law. She oh, okay, was okay, specifically okay. talking yeah, about. Yeah, I understand right, right. what she's saying. That there. Right. that so makes fine. sense when it comes to employment law. But for example, you know, I've heard people describe it as James said, where if you choose not to get the vaccination, then you face consequences in society. I totally understand yeah, that. Right. But then I also can empathize with the other people because, like I said, it's not like it's it's become this this whole system of the passport has become like you're wearing this badge to say like either I did what I was supposed to do or I didn't do what I was supposed to. But the I didn'ts are not all equal. We've got the hippies, as you said. Right. We've got the people who have maybe a valid medical reason. We've got the people who are whatever it is. And because the, the only valid medical exemptions are are very an narrow. allergy. Exactly. They're very narrow. But that's another thing. Right. Is that ethical? Whether, whether it's the law or not, there is room for debate on why why it's so narrow of not being able because when it comes to your body it's your body that is the only thing you own if you've decided i don't feel comfortable getting this i can understand the people who are saying this is discrimination because now i'm being denied service and in not allowed to use businesses and right and it might be the wrong word and that's why i said let's define it what is it preference that's what the the human rights commission calls it preference okay Okay. and we don't have to accommodate when it comes to um um, proof of vaccination. As people have pointed out, we've right. always had to provide proof of vaccination for certain things. So my children, I had yep. to submit immunization records when they go to school. Fine. The difference is, though, when it comes to regular childhood vaccinations, the parents did always have a choice to um, decide not to do some or all based on conscience if it just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. For it, that's as far as it had to go. So when it comes to this, and I understand this is a global pandemic, it's different, it's an emergency, mm-hmm. but there is no law longer this this allowability like an exemption based on conscience and that's where i'm like again it feels something about this doesn't feel right to me i'm not saying that i'm not going to uphold mandates and go because i've you know i've done everything i'm supposed to do but it doesn't feel right that there's no allowable exemption based on conscience like just i don't want to put this in my body let me let me put it to you this way then like we were talking earlier the the human rights uh tribunals have to decide, and the Supreme Court has decided that that's a preference, right? So that remember the September twenty second handout. Mm-hmm. Yes, the preference, the pre, you can prefer that, mm-hmm. but that doesn't give you the right to impose that preference on me. Okay, right. Okay, so that's again. Your rights end where mine begins. So, what, sorry, explain that again. I I missed that. You can prefer not to be vaccinated, yeah, he can, you can but be he f- can't impose. Okay, I understand that. Right. But we're just going talking, back to say discrimination is not the word. No, I understand yeah. that. So yeah. let's let's just say Mark was unvaccinated and you were vaccinated. What is the word we're using then? When you know, for whatever reason, somebody is unvaccinated and now they can't go watch their children play hockey because they're not allowed in the arena. Preference. That's a legal term. It's your choice and you have that right to make the choice, but then you have the, you have the responsibility and the consequence that whatever is being going to be denied to you because of that choice. You can't, if you decide to go into that place and say, I'm going to make a stand and this is, well, they have every right to arrest you and take you out. Right, because yeah. you're violating the policy they put in. Place. Well, and you're Absolutely. also being an asshole. Yes. I mean, well, that, that's an asshole move. That's, yes. that's an asshole move, and which, unfortunately, which we all agree on in this room. That's an and, asshole and, fucking move. But we also agree that that happens all the time. 
Yes. I was at the store the other day and this guy was berating the clerk for asking for him to put a mask on. I go, really? You're still doing this after two years? Well, not only that, it's just the clerk, man. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. just trying to do their job. Exactly. Yeah, the people trying to do their jobs are not the people you it's need not the to enemy. have That's an right. issue with. Right. Well, and like I said, I, 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 I get what you're saying and I get the law, but- I feel like there are gray areas, like it isn't a two-sided, like there are gray areas when it comes to, again, this is your body and yes, you have a choice, but that choice comes with not just small consequences, pretty big consequences for a lot of families. So you're yes. you're really being put between a rock and a hard place if you're yes, somebody that's you very, very, very much not comfortable with getting vaccinated. So that's the first thing. The other thing too Do is- Do they have a, le- um, a medical reason why they shouldn't? And that's the thing is, I don't know, I don't know everybody who's yeah. not vaccinated, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't and that's know. That's why the passports have to Right. And there. then- so the passports bring up another question, and this goes beyond the law, but I, I'd be happy to hear your opinion on this. Do you this. have a driver's license? I have a driver's license. That gives you the right to drive a car in this province, cool. right? Yeah. So wanna, that's exactly the same an thing, opinion. and you show it whenever you're asked for it. I want to ask an opinion on your opinion on this, though. When it comes to just looking at the science and everything, you know, based on what we know about the virus and about um, how it's transmitted and uh, how it's contracted, and, you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated... Does it does it make sense to you that unvaccinated people are not allowed to be in certain public spaces? Do you do you feel? And again, this is just an opinion. This is not. We're not experts. We're not yeah. doctors. We're not scientists. But based on what you know, does it seem like this might be extreme? Not allowing people who have decided not to get vaccinated against this particular virus not to be allowed in public space. Let's let's look at it this way. It's Twenty people sitting in a room, 19 of them have been vaccinated. Yes. Who's the most at risk? Because all 19 are probably carrying the virus. Why do you say that? Who is the most at risk? Because you have millions and millions of viral cells on you at any given moment. That's just reality. We are a bag of bacteria and viruses. That's just fact. Okay, so if that's the case, For every one cell that's you... There's up to 10 non-you. Okay. Right? So if that's the case that all these people in this room, the 20 people in this room are carrying the virus, then... No, well, let's just say only 19 of them. Okay. So then the, the unvaccinated person will likely get the virus and be very sick. Okay. Right. Is that, right. So not so only is it, it... Likely to get the virus. Yeah. Likely to get it. Like to get the virus. Yeah. Okay. Let's even go beyond. Let's say they're likely to get really sick. Well, they're probably not likely to get very sick, but they're likely to get the virus. The point is those 19 people... Mm-hmm are a hazard and a risk, a health risk to the safety and well-being of that one person. Not even not even looking at it the other way. Right. Okay. So I agree. The, the 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 policy isn't just to protect the people that are able to go in. It's to protect the people who aren't vaccinated. But they don't see it that way. They're denying me my right. Well, there's no right in the car. There's no right in the constitution that says you have the right to go to a concert. Of course. Right. So it's not discriminating. No, I can. I, I agree with you there. But looking at your example is, again, part of my confusion. Once again, if there's somebody who is unvaccinated, just like anything else, just like somebody who decides not to wear the seatbelt, even though it's against the law. If I am ride choosing to put, okay, ride motorcycles, you crazy person. Yes. Yes. If I decide yeah. to ride a motorcycle, if I decide not to get Why vaccinated, if I decide to go skydiving, if three I decide to eat sushi from a gas station at three in the morning, <laughs> if I decide to do this <laughs> and like I fun. decide to put myself at risk. Yes. Yes. Why is this policy in place to protect me? I'm the idiot that's deciding to do this. At some point it comes down to, um, 
liability of the, the the business owner. If I get sick in your establishment and I can prove it, I could probably make it. Well, why didn't you protect me? Can you that's be what the liable whole st- if you have decided not to be vaccinated? Like, can well, you make- Well, that's you- the next question to ask, isn't it? Because if I choose not to get vaccinated, do I have the right to sue anybody for getting sick? And you shouldn't have the right. Well, if you, you choose well, not to again, get vaccinated, you've I, chosen not to again, get vaccinated. Again, that's, that's, then you're denying that person the charter right. To they, they, still, they still have rights. Okay. They so can they sue have the somebody. Right to Is sue it somebody? going to be upheld in court because you've chosen I, I not to know. protect it's, yourself? I don't, I don't know of a case that, that's been challenged yet. That would be a very interesting case to see. That would be a very interesting case to right? see. But like I said, this is where the passports confuse me. It seems an unnecessary measure in you know 85% of canadians are vaccinated why then, do you think it's un- why do you think it's unnecessary because every day before pre covid every day we're walking around possibly interacting with people that we don't know their status on anything we don't know their health status us as rmts we were touching people nobody was masked none of this existed yep. we could have been picking up viruses and other we deadly were. illnesses Let's all just the work time with the we were part right we were yeah. and so all of a sudden with this one particular virus and i'm not you know minimizing the seriousness of it we did it now, with polio now we have to we did it have with tuberculosis these passports people are using conscience or whatever but the fact is, is as they don't get vaccinated, these vi- these viruses and diseases that were wiped out in my time, I'm old, are coming back. Immunity isn't, I'm never going to get sick. Okay? That, okay? That's a myth. Immunity means if I get the virus, I'm not going to die or I'm not going to suffer the effects of whatever the, the virus does or the bacteria does to the same extent. That's what immunity means. It means I can go into a building with other people and not be terrified that I'm going to get sick and die. That's what it, So if everybody has the same level of immunity, the cases go down. Now, the, we're not going to ever get rid of this one because it's a coronavirus. And it's just going to be, it's going to end up being like a flu. It'll just weaken over time and become a flu. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the whole point of getting these shots now to get the society to that place. Do you think then the, the only way is a hundred percent vaccination rate? Because I don't even think that's possible. The only way is probably not the right question. Is it the most expedient way? Probably. More than likely, based on a balance of oh, Ed Bagley, based on a based on a balance of probabilities, which is what I deal with, the 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 there's a better chance that if everybody gets vaccinated, this thing can be controlled and contained. Will it go away? No, you're never no. going to eradicate any of these viruses because they're more clever than we are, mm-hmm. right? They've been around a lot longer than us, and they'll be here a lot longer than we will. So when the polio vaccines rolled out, I know that everybody who was around that time says, we all just lined up and we were happy to get it. Absolutely. I, I believe them all. Was then, I got mine at birth. Then did people have to walk around showing proof of it yes. to do everything? Like, yes. Like exactly how it I've is now. I still got my card. But exactly how it is now. It, like you It's not like into... it is now. It's you, you. I couldn't get into my school without it at the beginning of the year. What right? about other things? I'm just curious. Like what? Like like the like stuff that you'd have to well, if, if, if if I'm going to school, I've got the shots, so they never had this level. But again, we're. But talking, what about your parents? My parents, they all got vaccinated too. Right, but I'm saying, did they have to show proof to do you know things like going to a restaurant or taking? You I to believe your activities? my father had to show when he went to work. When he went to work, okay. See, this this is like I said, this is the only part that is is confusing to me. Is like I understand it in 
educational settings because right. we've always You've had got to all do these that. people grouped in one room every day. Right. So that I understand. Yep. I can even understand in some workplace settings, having the policies or whatever. Okay. The confusing part to me is, as I said, people walking around go who want to go into restaurants and movie theaters. And yes, you don't have a right to do that. I understand that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. fully, if you're unvaccinated, cool, you don't get to go. Right. The, the more confusing part to me is like, is is this too extreme? And I know that this is just a theoretical question. None of us can answer this, but oh, it seems yeah. like, you know, somebody going to to dine in at a restaurant, especially because the whole last year when restaurants were allowed to be open, everybody was doing that, vaccinated or not. And right, restaurants right, were right. never a huge, like, we're, I don't know. That's the part where I'm like, is this so extreme? Like where it needs to be a passport to do almost anything. So I get what you're saying, right? We're, we're saying that, yes, we recognize why things are in place. Yes. And now we you're just questioning, is it all the way it's being laid out necessary? Is that yes. a necessity? So let me, let me explain then, it this then, way. And then I also have another ethical question about the whole thing, because if vaccinations are the most expedient thing to do here... As a global society, I mean, there's people in this country that are getting third shots. Most of 80, really over, over 80% of the population has two shots. There's parts of the world where people have zero. Do we have a, a responsibility as a society in a first world country to make sure that globally we have vaccinations happening before we even start with second, third on well, there, our own? The third, the, third, the third is different. Like it's a different, it's a booster. It's not going to be exactly the same. It'll be modified to adapt to whatever variant is available right, 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 or right. something specific. But yes, we are shipping vaccines around the world as is the States. And they're being produced to, because they want the whole world, but there are pockets in the world that aren't doing it. See, you brought up a thought that I never thought of. I didn't think of before. When you had your example of the 19, the 20 people in the room and 19 people are vaccinated, and this policy could also be viewed as to to, to help with to that protect one, per one guy. protect that one person. I never thought of it from that standpoint, to be honest with you. I mean, and, and a lot of people haven't thought of it from that no, standpoint. I, now, most whether, whether, most whether, ha probably haven't. They don't, because, right? because again, people are thinking, focused on them as the one. Right, they're thinking, if you're vaccinated, how am I a danger to you? But you're saying, well, I'm vaccinated. I'm actually a danger but to this, you. This actually goes along with so many things that we're saying. We're saying like, hey, if you're vaccinated, you're carrying this, you can spread it, you can spread it, and you're not showing signs and symptoms. So the likelihood of you being vaccinated spreading this virus around is super likely. Let's just take that whole, that can part out. You do carry the virus. You do, you have come in contact with it. You, some, most of us have probably had some variation of it. I mean, I got sick for the flu-like thing a year ago. But I mean, was it that? I don't know. I never, you know, I've tested negative every time I've tested, mm -hmm. but I haven't had an antigen test to see if I've actually had it or not. Right. Right. That's the only way you're ever really going to know. Uh, so just assume that you're carrying it and assume that somebody can catch it from you. Because that's just, that's just the reality of the way we are as a species. Because we aren't clean. Is this why... Is this why the the general feel of the conversation is if, if you're, you're not if you're not vaccinated you're you are COVID. You are COVID. Is, is that why? Well, you're COVID. You're COVID. I'm COVID. We all have it. We're all, at this point. It's worldwide. Everybody mm -hmm, has mm -hmm. come in contact with it. Some have gotten sick. Some haven't. You know. So assume you've got something somewhere in you. You're you're spraying it. You're carrying it. Where you so and. It, being vaccinated doesn't stop you from transmitting it. Absolutely. Just like having the flu shot doesn't stop you from Absolutely. giving somebody the flu. It means you're not going to die from it if you have asthma like Probably I do. Probably not. Die from right? It, right? So, but like I, I rare, just for the record, I rarely get a flu shot. 
So because I just don't, I think I'd rather just fight I, it off. I never get the flu yeah, shot. Yeah, but I know people in my age group that do because they feel that this helps them. And I get that. And that's what it's there for, right? It does gives you, a, but those things are always six months out of date. So to me, it's irrelevant because the, by the time I get the shot and the, then the, if the virus does catch me, I'm already past that strain anyhow. There are lots of people who feel that way about the COVID vaccines being that the the immunity is waning, and I'll call it immunity since you have redefined immunity. So people think since it is waning. What do you mean by waning? That's why there's the need for boosters, right? Isn't it, what is it, four to six months or up well, to eight well, months that only, you have protection? The only people who are getting the booster right now are the people at ri- high risk, like right. really high risk, like read 70 and over. But I mean, our health experts really have said that the protection from the COVID vaccines, I can't remember now, so I'm going to say anywhere, it was anywhere between like four and eight months was the protection. And then after that, you're becoming less and less and less protected. So right. there are people who think, well, then once again, going back to the idea of the flu shot, is this something everybody needs to do? There's also the people who say, is this something children need to do since they are always mm. relatively unaffected? Like the numbers of children who actually get very we, affected we by this. We talked about that already. So, okay. So let, we did. Let, let's, let's hold on. You were on the phone. <laughs> hold on. To well, we got to do that on mic. Though. <laughs> yes. We will. We will. Okay. Hold that thought and ask me in a bit. Okay. I'm going to go through some more law for you. Okay. <laughs> I got, I'm holding the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is entrenched in our Constitution. All right. Eight by 10. <laughs> Eight by 10 with little highlights yeah. and screbbles all not over. Even, not even legal. You're organized. Unbelievable. I am. I am. I am organized. Okay. So uh, the Canada is founded on the principles that recognize the supremacy of God. I don't agree with that, but it's in our charter because it's. That's just what's in there. And the rule of law, the guarantee of rights and freedoms, section one of the charter, the Canadian charter of rights and freedoms guarantees the rights and freedoms set out in it are sub is set out in it subject only to reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. So basically what that says is the laws that this thing protects and the, the the principles set out in here, the rights and freedoms, are are available to everybody, unless the government can prove and justify mm. limiting them. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I agree. So that up, answers all of our questions. Pretty much, <laughs> the government can do whatever the f they well, want. No, they can't. <laughs> if like, they can justify it, it. It's, it's not that because <laughs> and like. The, uh, the Canadian government has, there's another act, we used to call it, when I was a kid, I remember this because I, I grew up a long time ago. In 1970, there was the FLQ crisis in Quebec. Mm-hmm. And that basically, that's the Pierre Laporte and the, uh, James Cross, and uh, they were found dead. So what Senior Trudeau did was in, he, he invoked the War Measures Act mm-hmm. and basically set martial law in Canada. Mm-hmm. So that has been, when that took place, nobody had any rights. Mm -hmm. The government could just pick you up and throw you in jail. Right. For no reason. Right. Okay. They didn't very, they did it a few times, but not, they weren't really big on that. So what they did, they changed that. It morphed into the Emergencies Act, Mm -hmm. which is what is in place now. Right. Um, That's never been invoked federally, Mm -hmm. but we have it being applied to all the provinces and territories last year during the COVID. Right. Right. So that carries with it a whole lot of uh, very specific things that initiates 
talking about the charter, right? So what that what they have to do is be able to dust demonstrate justifiably why they've invoked it. Right. So the reason, like I've got, I've got all this written down somewhere. The reason that they, they would use it is because the life and the welfare of its citizens were threat, right? So they invoked it. It comes in floods, tornadoes, right. hurricanes, sicknesses, illnesses, diseases, outbreaks of Ebola, all these things. When you declare an emergency, you're basically saying, we are going to put measures in place that are designed to protect you and everybody around you because as we found out, people aren't willing to do it. So, so that's where that, that's just, that's the first section of the charter. So you can probably hear the argument being that the justification for status of emergency doesn't cut it. That could be the argument. And therefore Well, they would have to prove that. I understand. I'm yeah. just I'm just stating yeah. what the argument would be. In other words, does this virus that has a small percentage of of cases to death actually warrant a status of emergency, which therefore allows the government to put in laws and policies and mandates, which they never would have had the power to do f originally without the status of emergency being This is there. the crux of the argument exactly. yeah, that the other side doesn't recognize. Does the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one? So what that statement is suggesting is that the people who hold that side don't give a rat's ass about anybody else in society. How many, how many deaths is too many? How many sicknesses is too many? I understand. Those are questions. So they, and they, they have the same dies, argument for the vaccination. That is the same argument. It's this, it's, it, and that's why it keeps going in circles because it's how many deaths or, and or injuries from the vaccination is how too many, many. How many deaths do you think have been attributed directly to any vaccine in Canada? Vaccine in Canada? I don't have those numbers. I've so got I'm those just, numbers. We're you just can saying give us the, the numbers. I'm just telling is, you this is, the the, this is why yeah, it keeps going in circles. And I can give you the, I can give you the data. The data is, the last time I looked, this was like two weeks ago, I posted it in my site, on my Facebook page, big, long post that most people didn't read. The numbers, the numbers are, they've attributed six deaths specifically. They've tied directly to the vaccine. And those were the thrombosis, the lung things. They found six people. Over 55 million shots have been given. That's point zero 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 one one okay. of a percentage. Okay. Is that too many deaths? Huh? Right? Huh. So how many uh, people how many uh, people have gotten sick and died as a result of the virus? Twenty seven thousand of thirty five million? Point zero 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 two seven percent or something like that. Right. How many is too many? At what point do we say, well, does the value of each individual justify putting the, the nation in a position where we are physically separating ourselves from each other to try and get a handle on this thing? I think, I, I think that's a pretty good position to hold, right? And that's what the loss allows for. So if this was just, let's just put them in lockdown. They, then no, they, there's no justification for it. But the government, these things have been, it's already, there's reasons for these things. So it doesn't take away anybody's right 
in that sense, but it allows the government to do what they need to do to get this thing under control. Right, we get it. And people refused, and it's still going on. And Alberta is going like crazy still because they refuse to do the simple things. Not only vaccinate, but some of them don't wear masks anymore. They don't social distance. It is all connected. It's not just one thing. It's everything. So why do you think that that there's opposition. I wonder why you think there's opposition. Narcissism. That's 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 the answer. To me, that's you. what it comes down to. My rights supersede your rights. That's not how the charter works. So I understand the arguments that I can't get the vaccine. Right, right, right. I get them. Uh, but unfortunately, the government only recognizes medical exemptions. And everything else doesn't have to be accommodated. Just like a disability. If you got, If I had no leg, you would have to have accommodated me when your place of business does do that, right? So that's what those laws are there for, to protect somebody who can't take care of themselves in that way. That's discrimination. This isn't a discrimination because you can get the virus, the vaccine or not. So that's your choice. So I don't have to accommodate that. That's that's just the way it is, right? So so we were we could go into... Bill C ten, if you want, yeah, because that's coming. Yeah. That's coming up in here. I was going to bring that up at the beginning. Glad I didn't. It was coming. I I kind of read it, and I I actually agree with you on this. That it, it is. I I'm not. I don't think that it's. I think it should be rejected. It's an overreach. Yeah, crazy. absolutely. Yeah. Right. So can everyone, you ex- can you explain to everyone? That well, is? I'll try, I'll do my. I I just kind of know from what you from what you read and can every make everybody it. has the following fundamental freedoms: freedom of conscience and religion. And they have that right. You have that ability. Freedom of thought, belief, opinion, expression, and freedom of the press and other media communication. Mm -hmm. That's Bill C-10. I don't want my federal government mandating what I can and can't watch on Facebook Mm -hmm. because it's not a Canadian company. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be held to the same standard. Mm -hmm. That's an overreach. Way overreach. Right? So somebody needs to challenge that. And that's probably why it hasn't been passed yet, has it? Because no. somebody in the Senate is saying, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need. That's why we have a Senate, even though they sleep most of the time. <laughs> Every once in a while, they get something right. right? <laughs> the freedom of peaceful assembly, so that people are questioning, well, how can they deny that? Well, again, Charter Section 1, they can do that because it puts everybody at risk to assemble. So that's why we do virtual calls and have churches and stuff do everything remotely. Right, because it's just to protect everybody. It's it, you can see it either way, but the reality of it is, is that this is just the law. It's just the way we can do this. All right, and the freedom of association, but we'll go. We'll get through that one. So the bottom line here then is, everyone that is screaming, "My rights are being taken away from me. This is against the charter. This is discrimination." It's, that's it's not, not actually the fact, no, right? No. So if that's your argument, then it doesn't hold water. Now, that doesn't negate that you feel certain ways about stuff. And it doesn't change that I can, can be very empathetic to it being put between, you know, yes. you are being put in a tough position if it's get this jab or lose your job. Like right, that, right. those people I definitely feel Please for. Please don't call it a jab. I have to. <laughs> it is a jab. 
It's an inoculation. <laughs> Jab is a very specific term used by the anti-vaxxers. Is it? No. I, I, absolutely. I, no, it isn't. Well, we're not anti-vaxxers, so we, we're we, not we, anti-vaxxers. Don't, we don't know the, we don't know yeah, the lingo well, of trust, the anti-vaxxers. Trust me. It's a, <laughs> there, but it's there a, are politicians. It's a derogatory term. There well, are politicians who actually have been vaccinated who use the word jab. Okay, so jab what, has been what's, even what's, used what's by the media. What's the term virtual signaling? Is that it? Virtue signaling. Yeah, that's what that is. I think on social platforms, they might use words like jab and everything else because they don't want a social platform to flag their stuff exactly. so they, they don't totally use, get it they don't I, use I words do like vaccination that. and all that okay well whatever either you get the vaccination or you lose your job i still am empathetic towards those people Absolutely. i still do have questions like i said whether it's the law or not is not up for debate with me i understand the law and i right. know what you know i understand that this isn't taking away anybody's rights or whatever i get all of that i still have questions about being a little aggressive and that it possibly causing how, other issues, so? just causing issues of like we've already seen of, you know, 17 year old hostesses getting screamed at and just segregating society and it being this idea. And again, it's a lot to do with the wording of the media and our own politicians of like the good people and the bad people. And some of the quote bad people I don't feel are bad. I feel that they're not all to be lumped in the same well, I category. I never use those terms. But there are a lot of people who do. Well, they're wrong. You are one person, James. Oh, you yeah, are, but I got a big voice. You are one person. I am one person that can understand all sides and of an if, argument. If we only, if we only hold ourselves to that limitation, the conversations will never get out. Well, and this is why right, we're, ha- but this is why we're having these conversations. Exactly. The thing is, though, there are a lot of people that do look at the people who haven't been vaccinated and don't even want to know why or whatever. It's just I disagree with with everything about you, and it's. I think that some of the. And what did we say the word was? Narcissist. It's they're on both sides. Like, yes, they're narcissists. Not just on the sides. one side that right. has narcissists. Absolutely, it's everybody. So, and that's why Mark and I wanted to have conversations with p- two people who think very differently to show that we can at least understand all sides of it. It's not necessarily so black and white. It the law, black the, law, the is law is black, black and, white. and white. We understand that, which can be argued from both sides. It's 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 black and white, but it lives in the gray. Yes, yes, right. yes, right. absolutely, and that is the law. But see, I'm glad you came in here and sat and did this because I know when Mark first asked you, one of the initial things you said right away. Way I went, huh? There is no interesting. Debate. You said there is no debate. There isn't a but, debate, but there is. There is no debate on what the law is. There, we and can so debate now up and I, down now all I understand what you meant. I, I said, well, what do you mean? Of course, there's a debate. You don't necessarily have to agree with every single bill or law or mandate. You can you can feel that there's parts of it because, as I said, with the whole passport thing, there's still parts of it I can't even verbalize. As you can see, I can't even find words that don't feel right. I'm to curious. Me. I'm curious as to what you think. So the screening questions that RMT you're have getting to, closer. You know that, the right? screen, You're getting a I'm going to sit on your lap. <laughs> yeah. the, screen, the screening questions that RMTs have to have to do now. Yes. Um. Uh, you're inactive, so no, I, I'm you're, inactive. You're still yes. active. Okay. No. I, oh no no. I, you, I'm inactive. Okay. Do you still get all? I'm curious. I get I'm, everything. You still get everything. Yeah. I'm going to go inactive next year, so I'm curious yeah. if I still get you still, everything. As long as you don't remove CMTO from your mail list, gotcha. Okay. They will keep sending you. Stuff. So, what do you think of the screening questions? Where the first question, wh- whether you're vaccinated or not, whether you're double vaccinated or not. Do you have it, HIV? Hold on, hold on. And I'm asking because whether you answer yes or no or you choose to not disclose doesn't really have any bearing on whether you're still available to get a it massage. It just means you don't have to answer the questions about travel or being in close contact right. with a person exactly. with COVID. So how do we feel about that question if it actually doesn't have any bearing on whether you're getting massage treatment or not? Just curious. Well, I would, ask, like, I would ask the question and if they said no, I would say, well, I'm not going to treat you. We could get into contract law, but that's a whole other issue. I'm going to, I want, I actually want to sit down with you and work 
through uh, what contract law is and how it applies to the RMT world, okay. but not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because that's a that's whole, a whole other podcast, that's a whole misunderstood right, right, right. realm and causes so much confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll talk about that. We'll so do that another time. So you are of the of the camp that would say I'm not going to treat you fine. In that case I understand the question. The issue or the question we had was I would still want to ask the travel question or if a person's yeah. been in close contact with a person with COVID. Yeah, I, don't I don't understand know, don't why, why you don't have to answer people, those. People lie. Just assume people are lying to you. So that's what the vac- that's the passports are for. That's But even if somebody has been vaccinated as you have already mentioned, they can still Absolutely carry the virus. Can. So why would I want them on my table if they just got off an airplane? That's why I'm a paralegal. Or if they just, or if they were just in contact with a person Absolutely. who has COVID, like why would I want that person? That, that that's my that's my choice. I don't have to treat you. I know somebody. This person over here will treat you, but I won't be the one. Right? No, no. You. But what I'm saying, let's say you come into my clinic, yeah. James. You are fully vaccinated, and so I ask you the question. You say, "Yes, I'm vaccinated." But now, according to our new screening tool, I don't have to ask you if you've traveled. What right. I'm saying is, as the professional, I would still want to know that. How because much? Of, even how much of the science do you want? Do you want me to explain? As much as you want to explain. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll try. Uh-huh. I'll try and keep it simple. Okay, they're <laughs> with with I'm double vaxxed. They're assuming that even if I've been exposed, I'm not I'm not a carrying an active virus with me. But you, your example of the twenty people in yep. the room was the exact opposite. No, that's not what it. Not exactly. My example is again. This the 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 bigger the bigger question is should we even be treating right now? That but that you know we the charter also gives you the right to make money. So they can't... They, Except they, if the government says your business is closed. Well, again, because we are a regulated health profession, we are actually members of the government. So we have to do what they say. Yep. So And we do. And we do. Right. They're allowing us to do this. But again, the way the CMTO has worded it is it's 100% your choice. You yep. don't have to be working. That is you correct. choose to work. And if you right. choose to work... These are the steps you have to And you're to just doing a risk benefit analysis Absolutely. every day. Every time you stop. And they're also the very clear that if you need to really vocalize it and word it in such a way that you're not rejecting someone for treatment, but you're, you're deferring. deferring them. Uh, that's right. Because I if if I say, Well, I'm not going to treat you because you haven't been vaccinated, mm-hmm. well, I if I say it like that, that's fine. But if I just say, Well, I'm not going to treat you, mm-hmm. then they can go and assume whatever they want. And if they're one of these minorities or protected uh uh, points, then they can make a case and mm-hmm, take you to court, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be very clear what, why you're rejecting. Well, I don't treat somebody who hasn't been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So, but that's my preference, which is why I want the screening person to ask that question, mm-hmm. not necessarily just me. Because if I'm working at a clinic and five of us don't treat unvaccinated persons, but one person does, that person would be very busy from from me, right? Because I would say, well, I'm not going to treat you, but they will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that that's their char- That's their choice, right. and they have that choice. I'm actually thankful for RMTs that are like that. That way, we have we've got people that can refer all over the place. Like no one is being denied treatments at the end of the day. Like if I didn't have the asthma that I have, I probably would 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 have kept treating mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I'm pretty healthy, even though I had a heart attack. But so it isn't about my my general health or not. Right. So you, James, being that you, you know, you do have health concerns. If I came to your clinic, you asked me the screening question, are you double vaccinated? I say, yes, I'm double vaccinated. So now when it comes down to question five and six, whether I've traveled or and whether I've been in close contact with a person with uh, COVID-19, 
because I'm double vaccinated, are you comfortable to treat me even if one of those other two answers are yes? Yes. How come? So there's that's I've the sign. Vaccinated. Okay. So it it it, it uh, I think a lot of that question is more for like it's a it's a backdoor attempt at social contact tracing. So, but that's a whole other issue. We don't do that here. But if if you put that in the health history that they've traveled, then if they get sick or you get sick, then they have to start looking down the road. Like why? So if a person comes in that is not vaccinated, then we do have to ask them if they've traveled or they've been in close Absolutely. contact with a person with COVID. But if they've been vaccinated, we don't. Like I said, that raised questions to me because knowing that you can still contract and transmit when you've been vaccinated, I feel like I still want to know. Because the question's irrelevant. Because you're, you're going to assume that the person already has the vaccine or the virus. So if whether they've traveled or not is basically irrelevant to the fact I'm going to, to assume question. they have the virus if they're unvaccinated or is what you're saying. Either. Just either. assume everybody has it. Right? So, so whether, then so then what I'm saying makes sense. I feel like everybody should be asked the same questions. Well you can if you I know RMTs who do. I know RMTs yeah, who no, don't. I, I, I would I ask all I all still ask regardless I, of I send what the you're, whole so what you're, you're, to you're saying that the CMTO should have just made question five and six mandatory. Well it wasn't up to them. It's the it's the MOH that we got that from, right? That uh, we use their screening tool. So Yeah. But the, the the CMTO has a little bit of leeway, but that's just there. Either way, I guess that's every, a whole every other RMT question can too. decide whether or not they want to ask Absolutely. five and six. But that was it's just my all about your professional. That was judgment. just my again another point of confusion when it comes to the you know the vaccine question. I'm like, well, shouldn't we still want to know if somebody's been traveling or if they've been in close contact with a person with COVID? Like, yeah. I feel like we should still want to know. That. I, I, I think so. I I can understand it, but. For me, if I was still treating, I would. If they said no, if they said they're vaccinated, I would just treat them. Hmm. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't carry on with the questions because at that point, to me, it would be irrelevant. Because you're both double vaccinated, yeah, so exactly. you both feel like pretty protected from each other. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I could still. One of us could still give it to the other one, but if I do get it, I know I'm not going to die. Hmm. Right. So. I'm well, and okay that's that's it. the thing with this vaccine, right? This is what it's designed to do. As you said, it's designed to make sure that if you come in contact with the virus, the damage, right. it's going to decrease your symptoms and prevent you from being hospitalized and or dying, which is freaking yeah. wonderful. And if that, you step on a nail and you go to the hospital, what's the second question they ask you? Tetanus. That rusty nail. <laughs> Why do you think nail. they ask you that? I, I don't know because I think they're going to give me a tetanus shot no matter what. But <laughs> 10 years. Every 10 years you're supposed to, yes. If I was still treating, I would go and get a tetanus shot mm -hmm. just because it's been 12, 14 years since I had one. I had one a few years ago. So now we can talk about kids. Let's, yeah, talk, let's talk about, about the kids because yeah, yeah, this is kids. segues right into that point. Yeah. Why don't kids need the vaccine? I'll tell you why. We as as humans, we are born with a gland called the thymus gland. What does the thymus gland do? Hopefully, all the RMTs know what this does. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It is our immune system. It's the one that jumpstarts our immune system, which is why you give the boosters to kids when they're eighteen months old, because that's when it's at the probably its max potential is at that age. Mm -hmm. So you give them all this stuff and let the body develop the their protection from it. I don't like using the word immunity because it's just misunderstood. So it gives you the pertussis, it gives you the tetanus, uh, the typhoid, and it gives you the... Ty, uh, the diphtheria, diphtheria, the MMR, uh, the, yeah, yeah. All, the all the things. The so all you can things. live the rest of your life not having to get a shot every six months, right? So that stuff, that basically disappears when you hit 21. It basically becomes ineffective, which mm -hmm. is why as 
kids get older, they find colds affect them more and more through their 20s because their system can't adapt as quickly as and it did when And then you're the university little. student like me that's sick every other week. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's just your thymus gave up. Mm. It's, it's done, it's run its Damn course. Thymus. Well, and unless we can figure out how to make it last longer, that's just the way it's going to be. So the people who are the most risk to the variants are the people who are older, like people my age, 60 and over, because we literally have an immune system that's fighting against ourselves. Right. So we need these things, right? So I understand you're at a different age in life, but the fact that even in your 30s and 40s, your your ability to adapt to any strain of whatever is dramatically diminished, which is why colds hurt more in their 40s than they did in their 30s. Can you explain the science to me on why they affect men worse than women? I'm just kidding. I'm uh, just being a shit. <laughs> because it does. You're stronger, okay? You're stronger. Yeah. Fuck I, I, they give birth, man. They definitely are stronger. If, if I, I will always say that if if the male of the species of the humans had to give birth, forget there, it. There, oh, we, there'd we have doomed. been one child, one child yep. and then it killed it. And then <laughs> that would have been it. We'd be, there wouldn't be a human race. <laughs> so thankfully we didn't evolve the way seahorses did. And I'm, I'm quite happy with that. But that's why, the, that's why they are so reticent to give these vaccines to kids under 12, because technically it's not as high. Like they are the least risk people on the planet. Is yeah. that happening though? Five to twelve. So it's yeah. It, I keep hearing, and I can't. I can't say it's for sure, but I keep okay. hearing this. This talking Where about rolling from? it. I've heard it. Know. I've heard it from news sources okay. saying that it's looking like by the end of this month we're going to start rolling out vaccinations for ages five to eleven, and that again raised questions to me because, like James was just saying, I said, "Do they really need it?" So it's now, now we've now seen it's gonna that it's be. It's going to be to make sure that every all these kids have been exposed to the virus because it's that's not a live virus right it's an mrna virus it's not not like they're pumping pertussis into these kids right they're they're just making sure that the immune systems that these kids now have is actually up to speed to with the latest variants because they maybe they haven't been exposed to it there's lots of reasons why they would do that just to get it everywhere, right? And that's that just makes sense to me. So I don't have any problem with that. I didn't know this. I had no idea that basically a nurse practitioner could be in a school and just like do this without parents' consent. Like I know for over twelve that was the case. I know nothing about the smaller children because okay. it hasn't started yet. It hasn't oh, okay. started yet. But, but over twelve, 12 yes. over twelve is probably the right age to be doing right now because they're you know they just more social than the little kids in many ways and they and it's just lots of reasons but but without without a parent's consent or knowledge yeah twelve plus can can um, provide their own consent just like a just like twelve year old can consent to a medical massage it's there's no there's no know, age yeah as long as they have the mental capacity to understand most twelve year olds will be able to testify in court at a divorce hearing because they can't gotcha right so it's pretty common see as a parent though I'm gonna say my children are very young I would want to know I wouldn't want them to come home from school telling me that they received a shot yeah, like yeah. I would want to be informed so that would definitely be have, something. Have I, you taught them to question everything? Yes. Oh, my kids are super then, skeptics. Then, then they will <laughs> probably bring it up. Yes, yes. One of the arguments that's made is uh, this violates my Section 7 rights. Yes, tell me what Section 7 is. Section 7 is the one about life and liberty. Yeah. Okay. It, it reads, everyone has the right to life, liberty, and security of the person and the right not to be deprived thereof 
except in accordance with the principles of fundamental justice. Gotcha. Now, those are fancy terms. Mm. Very fancy. Right? So you have the right to live free, mm-hmm. right? To find free. So you have the right to security of the person, mm-hmm. right? So this is, this, is, this is where we start getting into some of these dicier issues. Does your right to liberty give you the the ability to live in such a manner that you bother everybody around you, like playing your stereo at four o'clock in the no, morning. No, of course not. Your right to liberty is you're a sovereign being. So, and, and nothing is being violated here. You can still decide that I'm not doing this. You have every right to do that because right. you own your own body and you, you're, you're living, but yes, you can't be disruptive to the entire world. <laughs> right. So you're not vaccinating is imposing that choice on everybody around you. That's not that's not how the charter works. How is it imposing that choice on everybody? Because around I'm you? gonna go into a room again again, now we're going back to the nineteen and twenty and the nineteen and the one. Now we've got the one going into the room. The one choosing to go into the room. Yes. To be in with the, all the other vaccinated people. Now remember the vaccination doesn't mean they can't get sick. Right. It just means the likelihood of them dying is dramatically decreased. Mm-hmm. So now the one person is imposing that choice on the 19, but usually without knowing. Right. So this is what the contract tra- contact tracing was all about and is supposed to be all about. So like we're in a room and we've got these 20 people and one of them gets sick and dies and the family says, well, who the hell was in that room? And the one vaccinated, all all the vaccinated people and one unvaccinated guy, guess who they're going to go after? So, because that person decided that my right to not be vaccinated supersedes their right to being alive. That's basically what it comes down to. That's very theoretical because you could also be in a room with 30 people, all vaccinated. There's actually case law on that already. And it's decided, but again, it's already been decided at the Supreme Court. Yes, okay, so. sure, it's law. But again, you can be in a room with 30 people all vaccinated. And like you said, you can still carry it and transmit it. Everybody in the room could still also get COVID, even if everybody in the room was vaccinated. Is there reasonable expectation for that person that's vaccinated to be able to go into a space and be around people that are only vaccinated? I think that's the bigger question, right? It is the bigger question. Because we can say then that vaccinated person is also making a choice to step out of their house and to go into the place where there is potential danger. They're making that choice as well. So then then the decision comes down to what what is the best for the greater good? Right, it's not about what laws are. It's not about the individual at that point, because the individual is saying, "I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to go and do what I want to do. Damn the consequences." So, one of the things that all rights carry, a free society has to carry, is yes, you have the freedom, but without that responsibility, you have anarchy. So, you have rights and responsibilities in front of the law, not just rights. So you have consequences for those actions. We put people in jail for killing people, right? We put, you know, we give people fines for not wearing their seatbelt and add points and costs to their insurance because they're just being stupid. Because for me, I, I just don't like them, but I still wear them, right? So without responsibility, you have a society of anarchists. 
And this is, you want to, that's, you know, you say, we said the word narcissist, but anarchy runs right along with it. And we have a society that's hell-bent on libertarian freedom without understanding that without responsibility, it's chaos. And that's basically what you've got right now. You've got people deciding for whatever reason, valid or invalid, that my rights are more important than yours. And it's like, at some point they have to understand that if we if we all understood before the law we're supposed to be equal, then if you decide not to do something and society says, well, that's unacceptable, the, the, the majority is what wins the day, right? So you have that choice. You have that ability to do it. Absolutely. And I'll defend your right to do so. But I'll also tell you, it's it's just not the right position to hold because you're going to lose any court challenge and you're going to lose in the court of public public acceptance. And it and they are to rid, you know, all these people say bad things about these people, whether some of it's true or not. A lot of it, you know, I understand some of the apprehensions and some of the fears and a lot of it is just a lack of understanding and a lack of knowledge of the process of what this is and what it does and how it works and all of these things because fear usually is something some somehow related to some form of an ignorance of something you don't know something so you're afraid of it all we've done is live in fear for two years fear exactly fear of a virus fear of be losing our businesses because fear of, of lockdowns fear of people totally understand everything all is of fear that. and so when it comes to you know your rights not superseding my rights there's again people who have valid arguments of like the government basically told people who could and who couldn't earn money during all of this you know there were people totally who, were, that. who were unable to operate their businesses and so again the the part of me comes back where i'm like well it just something about it just feels and i know this is not scientific and i'm admitting that something about a lot of this feels just innately wrong to me and you're not alone i know there are lots of people who feel that way does it doesn't mean it. I, I know nobody cares what I have to think, yeah. but that's why well, I have a podcast not, so I can it, tell it, people yeah, exactly. what I have to think. <laughs> it, it helps that you have a microphone in your hand. It does. And, but there's a lot of people that feel that way and then also just actually comply with absolutely everything that they're supposed to do or, I've or complied what they're... With, I've exactly. complied with every fucking thing that has been imposed. I've done everything I have I think, to do. I think that, that's but also there's still a misconception part of me that, too, that feels... That if you think a different way, then you're, 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 you're not abiding by things yeah. that are supposed what did, to be done. What did, what did I just read? You have the right to an opinion. Exactly. We live in a society where that's not 1984. You have the, the ability to think. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody has to agree with you. Absolutely. Doesn't mean that it's going to become a law. Mm-hmm. We live in a the the process of that we determine all of this is most of our laws are come from a a, a process called common law. Which basically means you got statute law and common law. Statute law is the Highways Traffic Act, right? Right. Most of the laws we're talking about now, like negligence, I was told we were talking about that earlier. Um, that comes from common law. It's precedent set, right? So this document, this charter, the First Amendment, the first section, section one, is uh, talks about. Uh, is, there's a case called the the Oaks. Uh, RV Oaks, basically, it d- determined the tests for uh, what is valid, a valid way of dealing with the uh, probabilities and stuff. 
RV Oaks is a Supreme Court decision, which means it really is very unlikely that it's ever going to be overturned. So what it is, is that the test is a two-step balancing act to determine whether the, ju- the, the government can justify a law which limits a charter right, which is exactly what we're talking about. Here are the questions that these people need to answer. If they can answer these questions, they can overturn the, they can, they can apply to the government and sue them. All right. So the government must establish the law under review. So let's like, we're talking about vaccinate or get fired. Right. But the mandate, especially for the federal and provincial governments, which is in place, uh, has a goal. The law under review has a goal that is both pressing and substantial. The law must be important and necessary. Governments are usually successful in this first step. And we know that that's true. Like the the vax the, the virus and pandemic give the government justification to impose those sanctions. Right, that's just right. the way it is. The court then conducts a proportionality analysis. That's the word I was looking for. Proportionality, then using three subtests. So here they are. The government must first establish that the provision of the law which limits the charter. Remember, we said ch- section one. This is the test of section one. The limited charter right is rationally connected to the law's purpose. It, if it is arbitrary, it serves no logical purpose, then it won't meet the standard. So does the, that imposition meet, it's on some level, the ability of the government to try to regulate this virus, which is what it's doing. It's trying. They're trying to get everybody on the same page so that we're all in the same boat together. And we're not, but that's what it does. So the A is, pa- is it will pass. Secondly, a provision must minimally impair the violated charter right. A, per, a provision that limits a charter right will be constitutional only if it impairs the charter right as little as possible with, within the range of reasonable, reasonably supported alternatives. So when this is where, this is the probably the only tests where they, they're going to need to, if challenged, they would need to provide a lot of information because this is where you get into, well, were there alternatives? Like, mm-hmm. what is there a different way that we could have done this? Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about this earlier. Is it the, the only way? Well, I don't think it's the only way, but is it the most ex- efficient way? Is it the most expeditious way? Is it the most reasonable way? Those are the questions that they, yes, they, they are the best for Like, did I agree with all the lockdowns? Not necessarily. Right. But I did them. Right. A, because I was in school and it didn't matter to me. But <laughs> it didn't really affect us. So sure, yeah. no problem. But it did affect a lot of but people. It did affect a yeah. lot of people. It affected a lot of people that I know. I know, I know people who lost businesses over this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But was it reasonable? Well, could there been, could there have been a, another way well, what would have happened if they didn't lock down? Like, what would have happened if you didn't have to wear a mask at, at no frills and stand six feet behind everybody? What could have happened? The potential was far exceeds what, what the reality was. Not that the reality wasn't bad. The, the thousands, the 27,000 people who have died because of this, is oh, that's horrible. But is there, was there a better way? Well, that's the case whoever's saying there is will have to make. You know what I should have asked? Sorry, could just hit me now when we had our other therapist on the couch, I should have asked if if she felt the intent of all of the mandates 
was coming from a place of safety. I that well, that's what I kept talking about on that other recording. I'm pretty sure, and that's what I always thinking because again, I when I hear the we'll call it the other side. When I hear the other side talking, they start making comparisons about well, if it's about safety, then why can this happen in this case? I'm sure you've heard it as well, James. And so again, when it comes to the federal the federal employees right. who have to get uh, vaccinated or lose their jobs, that includes those working from home. There's a question mark. If you're not going to be interacting with the other federal employees, why can't you do your job quietly from home? How do you know they can't? Because that was that is in the mandate, even if they're working from home. Well, if you're a federal that employee, makes them, that makes them equal under the law, doesn't it? Every fe- right, every federal employee has to get vaccinated. So again, I was just going back to Mark's question right, about right, it right. being about safety. Because as James is talking about the law, obviously, when you're talking about it, it's very clear that the intent here is all about public safety. That's the intent of all of these things that absolutely, we're seeing. and that is a. Far superior th- thing than my rights. This is what I should have fucking asked before. Was <laughs> call her was, up and ask. Can was, we add this? I I have to go back and listen to it to be honest because maybe we did talk about it. We talked about safety a little bit. Like I like I said, it seemed we talked about just some things feeling and seeming inconsistent. Not, okay, okay. Right. And so I understand what you're saying about equality. But then again, if like let's say I'm a federal employee and for whatever reason I am unvaccinated, but I feel well, I'm. I'm not interacting with anybody else because I do my job remotely. So could it like, why isn't there an exception for me to continue working? But the, the so this point will be granted for medical reasons. Right. And so even <laughs> if you're, in, so even if you're interacting with nobody, so then again, it takes the intent. It feels not about safety, more mm. about the person do what you're told. World, you must right? comply. There's the balance between the concept of being, they live in the world, but they won't have a passport, meaning they can't do any of the things that, Anyway, right? So this is so, so they, live this, they still world. live in a town, they live in a city, right? But so do a whole bunch there. of other people who have chosen not to get vaccinated. So again, it well, comes do down you to you realize being that the, the number employee. of have uh, chosen not to vaccinate is very small, right? So again, if it's about safety, if this person who is working from home, why do they have to choose between their job? Because there's got to be a fine balancing act between that and the law being applied equally. So it's about the equality, the equality of Absolutely. the law being applied to and everybody then, and in every situation. So it's all the all the things we it's, need to look at. It's the safety, it's the equality, and the equality of and every, human rights. Yeah, it's all, all of it together. Considered. This is stuff that I think a lot of people need to hear. There's a, there's probably a lot of people that understand this, or or maybe they just don't see it from this standpoint, right? But at least we understand it differently. Or we see it differently, right? Yes, because I would have never, I would have never thought that until right now. But then, when you look at it under the under the law, well, the law's got to be applied equally to everybody. You're right. you're a federal employee, whether no matter where you, where you're working, here, 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 this is what's being applied. How to. many nurses do you know are retiring over this? A, a lot, a, a lot. lot, a lot of people are just walking because away they don't want to get vaccinated. Right. right, that's their choice, and that's their choice exactly. Yeah, right, yeah. I totally get it. That combined with uh, what is it? Their pay. The, you know, they're all fighting against oh, right, right, their right, pay right, increases. Right, right, right. So we've got a whole bunch of nurses retiring because they don't want to get vaccinated, then a whole bunch quitting because of, because of this bill. Yeah. We are going to have no fucking nurses left. Probably not. Yeah. If you know it's somebody that wants world. to be a nurse, it's a good time for them. It is a scary world. It is. Uh, they're, they're, the, they're the bones of the medical system. So, yeah. And they know it too, but unfortunately. So let's get through the last, the last test. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We're gonna, this is what it, this is. It relates to what we just talked about. Finally, the court examines the law's proportionate effect. Even if the government can satisfy the above steps, the effect of the provision on the charter rights may be too high a price to pay for the advantage of the provision 
would provide in advancing the law's purpose. Basically, what that is saying is that if if the price is too high, socially, whatever, then the law won't pass. So if if it grants one group more rights than another group, it's not going to pass, right? So that's what we were. That's why the federal right. people have to. It all they have. It to, has to be yeah, equal. Yeah, because that's 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 the last section of it. So the way it is now, Oaks test passes. So there's no charter issues for anything the other side can bring. It's just not. No matter, I don't care what you feel, not to be callous, but feelings don't give, nobody cares about feelings. Right, you can have your opinion. And like I said, something about this to me feels innately unethical. Like there is something to me that just doesn't feel right. It feels icky. It feels icky. Yeah. It feels icky. It feels like people are being forced to do something they don't want to do. And maybe it's just, again, I'm, I'm an empath by nature. And when people tell me things and their reasons and for not wanting to do things, I feel for them and it makes me sad and it makes me feel like, well, you shouldn't have to do that. But as James is saying, technically you don't have to. Nobody's nobody's tying you down and making you do it. But I can feel for the people who say, "Well, no, I do have to do it because otherwise I can't support my family." I'd really like to get someone someone who's like a ethics professor to come in and talk about the concepts of like free choice and decisions. Let's get the that ethics professor make. that uh, Western kicked to the curb. He's a, he's actually a, uh, a virologist. Oh, for the the University of Guelph or Guelph. Yeah, I, 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 I was talking, talking about, about the a, ethics professor from the University of Western. Yeah, there's a. There's a uh, video. There's... Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Get Jordan Peterson. That would be more fun. I've got to cost too much money. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a feeling that we're not getting Jordan Peterson. Or we but... can hijack him. We can go down yeah. to U of T. Like, 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 what, like, what, uh, like what those guys did to Ox Lyson from Rush. Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah, right. Just hijack him. <laughs> it's always better to ask forgiveness than for... <laughs> <laughs> tie him up, steal him, and put yeah, him on the couch. Give me guitar for yeah, right. <laughs> I think get, I think Vinny, this I is a, a good time you. before James oh, finishes shit. up with his last point, just to well, remind everyone points. you've got <laughs> lots of points. We could be here all day. <laughs> but we said this on the, the recording with the other massage therapist, and we'll say this again with James. Yep, yep. The whole reason we're doing this is to again show that there, it doesn't have to be us versus them. It doesn't no. have to be this side versus the other side. Here's what the law is. Here's what what we're dealing with right now. And we can at least understand why certain people yes. are not necessarily Absolutely. in favor of this and how it might be negatively impacting them. You know, the business owners who are losing business because unvaccinated people aren't allowed in anymore. I feel for them. The business owners who don't want to have to stand and police their front doors. I feel for them. The business owners who are just trying to do the right thing that are getting yelled at for doing what they're told to do. I feel for them. The people who are uncomfortable getting vaccinated who feel like they have to. I feel for them. The people who are vaccinated who feel like, fuck, I did my part and you didn't. I feel for them. Like there's there's so many sides. And I just want to get rich off all of this. I want to start a security company. (laughs) You stop this. I want to start a security company and all we do is 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 passport it's checks your door like you listen man no hotel economy. wants to pay someone to do that no restaurant wants to pay someone to do that you're giving no, away all your no ideas. small venue wants to pay Don't someone to do anybody. that i am going to start you're giving a security away all your company ideas. That, and i'm going to make a killing off you know of this the only thing. reason he hasn't done it is because you you're selling me. your soul you're not doing that my yeah. soul is happy with an indoor pool you don't have a soul but that's a whole other issue says the atheist on the couch here's section 15 is going to be another one they tend to bring up 
which is equality rights. I've never yes. heard this one because I've only heard the section, section seven. Section fifteen has come up a lot. Really, it does yeah. come up a lot. I, I don't. But I don't. We, we kind of touched on it with the Oaks test. Okay. Right? We did. Okay. So every individual is equal before and under the law, and has the right to equal protection and equal benefit from the law, without discrimination, and in particular without discrimination based on all those sections again, or those those qualities. So yeah, people bring this up because they're saying you're violating section 15 because um, you can't discriminate against me or I am I am deserving of equal protection. So when it comes to things like employment law, you can't fire me on this. Mm. This violates my charter rights. Mm-hmm. This comes up all the time. And James yeah. is going to tell us why they're wrong. Mm. <laughs> well, it, it, it ties into what we were just talking about, right? So if if you if you go to a place where my right is more important than your right, then you're not granting equality under the law. Mm-hmm. It isn't any more complicated than that. It sounds complicated, but every law in Canada that's written and passed has to meet this standard. Does it apply to everybody equally? Like if I pass a law where only people who wear glasses on Thursdays can have access to this thing. That would be against the charter. What about contacts? I wear contacts. <laughs> be glasses. The law says glasses. You're discriminating against me. <laughs> but it's not discrimination because glasses aren't a protected <laughs> subsection. Right? So we could pass that law. And us people who wear glasses, we'd have no problem with whatever we allowed ourselves to do. But the 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 in the the substance and the intent of the law are two different things, right? What's the intent of the law? Well, it's to punish people who don't wear glasses because we feel far superior to people who don't wear glasses because we look smarter because we have glasses on. So let's pass a law. He does look smarter than you, especially when you wear them low. Exactly, get them on my nose <laughs> so I can read. I don't really. I just need them to read. <laughs> just see. So it, it, this is why. The, 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 when you, like the way the laws are supposed to be like with C10, I don't agree with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I just, that's a far overreaching as you say. Right. I don't want them to, to take my Netflix away. Right. I already don't get the American content. <laughs> right. I, I don't want to go there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I already don't get it. I could, but I don't want to. So, but that's just me. So why do we have to surrender? This is this is a charter issue. The C10 passes that will be challenged against the charter and probably lose. I'd like to see the. I'd like to. Uh, you know, you probably know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a lot of the anti anti like the music laws and the uh, CRTC. I'd like to see it disbanded and thrown into the dump heap because mm-hmm. it's destroyed music in Canada for the last thirty years. Right. Yes. Totally. Agreed. Right. So. Why was that passed? Because guys like Ted, Mr. Rogers wanted a corner on the market. So mm. does that violate this? I would say it does, but that's just me. I'm not a, I'm not a charter lawyer. Mm. I'm just, this is just my opinion. And uh, Disclaimer. That, that one was free. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on it, but I will back it up. Someday. This is a good conversation. I'm happy we're having this. Section 33 is the other, another one they like to bring up. Parliament or legislature of a province may expressly declare in an act of parliament or the legislature, as the case may be, that the act, that's this, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or a provision thereof shall operate notwithstanding a provision included in sections 2 or sections 7 to 15. So this is the infamous notwithstanding clause. Mm. 
Uh, it doesn't get used very often. Ford wanted to use it, and uh, he has every right to use it. Uh, but basically what that means is they can pass a law and say this is a Section 33 law, and for five years mm -hmm. it is in place, mm -hmm. whether it violates r rights or not. So it's very seldom used but it's there right so this isn't this isn't ha this hasn't been applied to any of this yet but they I, you know i could see this government particularly doing that if they had to mm -hmm. right because that's he's just like his dad that's all i need to say <laughs> so but that one they use a lot and this is the section 33 has not applied they to use that. it a lot i hear it in arguments so where are you having these where are you seeing these i'm just i'm curious at a, a, for, for a guy like you where are you seeing these arguments facebook. so you're just kind of cruising facebook and seeing yeah. what people do gotcha gotcha, gotcha. I, I i i see a lot of it yeah 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 okay so now human rights code of ontario yeah see here we go this is our protected yep. stuff protected grounds that's the word i keep forgetting Protected grounds are, you could probably list them off if you thought about it long enough, age, ancestry, color, race, citizenship, ethnic origin, place of origin, creed, disability, family status, marital status, including single, gender identity or expression, receipt of public assistance. This is only applies to housing. They can't kick you out because you're on assistance. Uh, record of offense, only in employment. Like they, if you're, you know, if you have a an offense and you're free, they shouldn't have to take that into consideration. Right. Uh, sex, including pregnancy and breastfeeding, so that you can breastfeed in public and you don't have to cover yourself up. Because you can literally walk around Ontario with your top off as a female and yes, not get can. arrested. Yes, mm -hmm. you can. So why can't you bloody feed your kid? Like, exactly. Oh, fuck, people are stupid. And sexual orientation. So those are the protected grounds. Protect the social areas. Like people wonder what the landlord tenant board is all about. Well, in this province, according to our human rights code, we have a social area of accommodation is is protected. People have the right to have, live in a place, which is why the landlord can't evict you without an eviction order. Mm -hmm. That's what that whole process protects. Contracts, employment, goods and services and facilities and memberships and union dues, unions, trades and professional associations like the RMTAO. So if you're not a member of the RMTAO and you want to become one, you should because nobody can fire you because you are or are not a member of that association. That would just be wrong. So nowhere in there is there anything about a vaccine. A vaccine. No, it's not there. It's just not. So there. what are the what? What is the argument? Is it um, disability or I've I've heard people trying to argue. Cre well, that would creed. Cre well, this is. This is addressed in the thing that I'm going to read okay. in, in a couple of measures. So basically, uh, the next thing I was going to talk about was the Emergencies Act. Uh, every the pro All the provinces and territories have declared an emergency last year through this. And the, the situation must be one of the following. It must seriously endanger the lives, health or, health, or safety of Canadians and be so severe that the provinces cannot properly deal with it. So had this gone to a greater extent, and the feds had to step in, they would have. But health is a provincial matter. That's why the provinces had to make this decision. But this is the act they did it under, right? So under that status, Ontario can make the same claim that the feds do about their their employees. Well, right. you have to get vaccinated right, right. or we don't have to keep you on. Uh, they can do that. Mm -hmm. So it's not, it, 
it's covered and it uh and it must seriously threaten the canada sovereignty that's the the war the war the remnant of the war measures act right so it's still in there it's just moved a bit okay now this is this is you're talking about creed back a few years ago when uh, i'm just going to say it the jehovah witnesses were still claiming religious freedom to not uh give their kids blood transfusions when they needed them. And kids were literally dying without medical attention. The Supreme Court overruled them and said, we will do this in spite of your religious belief because there's no basis for it in, in, in medicine as to why you wouldn't treat somebody. That's just ridiculous. So they, that belief puts an entire population at risk. So the, the Supreme Court said, no, we're not going to let you do that anymore. So that one's been resolved. So that's why there's no religious exemptions. Right. Right? I mean, if they were literally were dying. You can hold your belief. And these are the guys that don't stand up for the national anthem or that's what they just didn't do that back in when I was a kid. I don't even know if they do that anymore. But yeah, they don't stand for national anthems. They don't swear swear allegiance to the queen or any of that stuff. That's just what they do. You know, that's just how they are. But you know, they were literally killing their kids because they, they, the Bible talks about you shouldn't eat blood. So they took that to mean transfusion. So that one word, which is actually mistranslated from the Hebrew, but it's a whole other issue. I'm not going to get into a theological debate. That's a whole different show. Um, yeah. So, so that's why the, this isn't an issue of creed. Yeah, I've seen many, belief. many articles written yep. which shows why the Ontario Human Rights Code is not a defense at this point for people who are saying you're violating my my rights and whatever. It Because there's nothing in there about that's what this vaccination that's what this status or anything second says yeah well, this is and they've make their position very clear look, look at all the all the colors on my page <laughs> and right? see all of that i have read yes yeah and so i'm just going to highlight a few things i'm not going to read the whole thing while receiving the vaccine remains voluntary the ohrc takes a position that mandating and requiring proof of vaccination to protect people at work or when receiving services is generally permissible under the code as long as the protections are put in place to make sure people who are unable to be vaccinated, code-related reasons, which is medical, are reasonably accommodated. So that's that's the phrase they hold on to. We reasonably want to be accommodated. accommodated. Yes. Yep. So I need you to do what I need you to do because I'm being, uh, I don't want to have the vaccine. So if you have a medical reason, then uh, one of the things that's very clear about the human our human rights code is that. Uh, an employer has to go to undue hardship to accommodate. Like I would have to rebuild my entire building to accommodate somebody if I needed a ramp. The, the, they don't they don't care about your cost to accommodate this person, right? So then, just so they understand that that's that's the law. They have to accommodate if it's a valid reason. Um, this is why the document has to be signed by a physician or a registered nurse, and uh, the extended, an extended nurse, or like or a nurse practitioner, not just a nurse. Mm-hmm. That's more likely. A, uh, you guys know the difference, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to go through that. If you don't know, look the fucking thing up. <laughs> <laughs> You've been told. You've been told. Um, <laughs> the the the, our, the commission's position is that exempting individuals with a documented 
medical inability to receive the vaccine is a reasonable accommodation within the code because they can't do it. That would put them in a position of being disabled in that sense because they have a condition that they can't do something. Mm-hmm. So that would qualify it as a handicap in, or a disability, whatever word you want to use. I'm still not politically correct some days. I'm getting better. Um, <laughs> organizations with a proven need for COVID-related health and safety requirements must also put testing in place as an alternative to mandatory vaccinations. But the kicker, the kicker is that the company has to provide money for that. Mm. So if it's going to cost you money to get your antigen test, mm-hmm. they have to pay for it mm. if they're requiring it. Right, 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 right. So that's something these people can actually do if that's actually going to help them. It's like, like if they don't want to get the vaccine, they can, they have to, like I think it's like three times a week or something, they have to go and get tested or something like that. So, I mean, that is an option, but the employer has to, be aware that that is an option. So that's they have to do that because there requires a requirement of employment. Just Got like it. they have to okay. provide you a lunch room. Right. Right. So so all you RMTs who have working buildings that don't have a lunch room, you're being shafted. I don't have a lunch room, Mark. You're <laughs> I'm an just employee. Kidding. Get I'm out of here. The owner. <laughs> I'm, mar- right. I'm married to the yeah, owner. Exactly. I'm, I'm actually you're, nothing you're not here. An employee, <laughs> Why am I here? so here it is personal preferences and singular beliefs not protected this is the core of the issue because a lot of these people are just not wanting it for personal reasons and that's you know that's their choice receiving the the vaccine is voluntary at the same time the the commission's position is that a person who chooses not to be vaccinated based on a personal preference does not have the right to accommodation under the code let me repeat that they do not have the right to be accommodated under the code mm-hmm. because of their choice. This is the what we've been talking about. The commission is not aware of any tribunal or court decision that has found a singular belief against vaccines or masks amounted to a creed within the meaning of the code. There's the mm-hmm. word you were There's talking the about. word. I mean, I've studied a lot of religions, and I have yet to find a God that even knows what a fucking virus is. <laughs> So, you mean there isn't one with a lab coat? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, while the Sorry. code prohibits discrimination based on creed, personal preference or singular belief do not amount to a creed for the purposes of the code. So that argument's out the fucking it's door. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So even if a person sh- could show they were denied service because of a creed-based belief against vaccinations, the duty to accommodate does not necessarily require they be exempted from the mandate's certificate, certification or testing requirements. The duty to accommodate can be limited if it would significantly compromise the health and safety among uh, amounting to undue hardship, such as during a pandemic. So I'll read that again. The duty to accommodate can be limited if it would significantly compromise health and safety amounting to undue hardship, such as during a pandemic. So if I have to accommodate you in a, in a, during a period of time where it could kill me to do so, mm-hmm. I don't have to. That's basically what they're saying. It doesn't get any higher in Ontario than the Human Rights Commission. So that's, that's what the law says. It's interesting stuff. It is. It's fascinating. See why I love this so much. I eh? think I got the... All of the answers that 
you know, when I have people, like I said, because people will say something to me and I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Like I said before, I still can empathize with these people. I still feel that they have every right to make decisions for their own body. But according to the law, as James has just said, there's not a hell of a lot we can all do about it. It's well, you, you make you your can, choice. You can go and change the charter, but good luck with well, that. Well, no, you can't. <laughs> well, you can actually. It just it needs to be ratified among uh, eight of six of the ten provinces or seven of the ten provinces. And oh, I mean, when you say you can go and change yeah, the charter, you, anybody, the, anybody the person can who, the of course, they can. But are, is somebody really one person going to do that? Maybe a group of people. Are you would do be that. surprised how many lawyers would love the opportunity to do pro bono work at the Supreme Court. All right. So anyone listening who feels the charter does need to All be changed. All I can say is good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you well. Yeah. You better have deep pockets. This was a good talk. So anyway, I got one more thing to read. Yeah, for this sure. Is from, read away, man. This is actually from a, a lawyer talking about emergency situations, which is what we're under. The state has a duty to, uh, to ensure human rights uh, during wartime and national emergencies. We've, we've signed an agreement called the International Covenant on Civil Rights and po Civil and Political Rights. We've ratified that, and it allows for certain rights to be unilaterally set aside. Remember I said earlier that the, the charter can be suspended at any time? Well, we're in one of those times. Uh, the suspension of rights must be exceptional and temporary, so it will end, uh, or we're living under martial law, and the country doesn't do well under that. Uh, subject to the following safeguards. A state of emergency must officially be proclaimed by the government, and all the provinces have done that. Measures that derogate or remove from the covenant must be strictly required by and proportional to the exigence of the situation or the expedience or the, the, the gravity of the situation. And yeah, we're in times where, as far as we understand right now with the medical science we've got, this is the best course of action. Until that changes, once it changes, like we we do try to open up and remove all this stuff, and then we get nailed again, so we close it all down again, because that's just what the science tells us to do. Because you don't want everybody just dying all of a sudden, right? Because the hospitals just can't take it, right? And so, unless we build more hospitals this week, maybe then we could, you know, open it all right up and get thousands. Six hundred million dollars <laughs> might have helped. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Let's not go there. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Let's keep going. Right? I, can, I can agree. And the measures can't involve discrimination. We've gone over that. The return to full human rights protections must be the objective of any suspension of rights. And I, you know, you want to be able to go to concerts and do all this stuff? Well, that's what the passport's for. It's protection for you and everybody around you. And, I mean, we could get into the, the, the privacy rights. I mean, those are... Those are a whole other issue. I've got stuff to talk about that if you want to. But the government has the right to ask you those questions. And the government has the right to uh, give you that passport because it's going to be for you. You don't have to share it with anybody. But all they do is they scan it and they say, oh, you're, you've been vaccinated. That's all it's going to say. That's all the Whoever scans your, your code is going to get out of the information. They're not going to get any medical history. Anyway, that's a whole other debate. The declared state of emergency must be no longer than what is needed to return to stability. So the goal of all of this is, and the governments have been saying this since the beginning, is a return to stable. Normal isn't the right word because there's no normal. Gotcha. Are we stable or are we not stable? Okay. And right now our society isn't stable. You've, you know, you've 
you need to have empathy for these people. I get all that. I mean, that's just, people are going through shit. People are losing businesses, losing homes, losing mm-hmm. everything. You know, is it fair? Well, no, it's not fair, but you're still alive. So, which is, you know, what, what is, what do you want to be alive or to be broke or dead? Pick one. I'm broke. I'm alive, but I'm not dead. So I can move forward from there. So here's the, here's the privacy rights issue. Uh, I'll just quickly go through this one. Um, it is not, exp- uh, although privacy is a recognized human rights in the ICCPR, that's the convention that I talked about earlier, it is not explicitly stated in the charter. There's nowhere in the charter that says you have the right to privacy. We have uh, Section 8, which talks about the you need to, you can't be searched and seized without warrant, but there's no rights to privacy. We, we've created the Privacy Act to give the right, but it's not a charter right. So there's, they're different, right? So the government can suspend that law at any time if they want to. And again, it's not in the charter. So uh, this is, um, we have a right against protective un- unreasonable search and seizure, Section 8, Section 7, we read about the liberty and mm-hmm. security. Privacy protections are also contained in federal and provincial private privacy legislation, which has been granted quasi-constitutional status by the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court recognizes it, and what they mean by quasi means it's like fake. It's not really there. Like, you know what I mean? Right? Like a quasi-judicial, that's what a tribunal is. It's not really a court, but it's like a court. Right. So this is like a, a constitutional right, but it's not there. So if somebody were to challenge it, they would have to go through a whole process to figure out whether it is still a, a charter issue, belongs in the charter or not. But I don't, you know, people aren't going to do that because they're not that stupid. According to the Privacy Commissioner, privacy laws include several provisions that author- authorize collection, use, disclosure of personal information in the context of a public health crisis. This has already been decided. <laughs> like the privacy commissioner is going to look at your challenge and go, no, I already made my decision, right? If a formal emergency is declared, which it has, these powers may be further extended and can be very broad. So, I mean, do with that what you will, <laughs> but it's already settled. The privacy commissioner has no problem with it. And th- that means and the Supreme Court will back them up. So that's that issue. Any other issues you want to bring up? No, I don't think I need to. I don't think I want. I don't. I don't know if there's any other issues. There is one thing that I did want to just make a comment on about when it comes down to the privacy issues and asking questions about being vaccinated or not, and then someone deciding to tell you that they are vaccinated, that they're not vaccinated, or they're choosing to not disclose. Someone choosing not disclose, by the way, doesn't necessarily mean that they're not vaccinated. No, That's true. because there are a lot of people who feel the way I do that just something feels icky, like icky, exactly, and so they've decided. I'm not going to disclose because I don't think that we should have to. Right. Listening to James obviously shows us like why that why these passports exist. Yes. So like I said, I understand a little bit more. And you did bring up some points that I hadn't considered. So Good. thank you for that. And this is You're the welcome. point of this. But again, choosing not to disclose does not yes, mean because I've unvaccinated. Because I've seen a lot of people make comments about like, hey, if, if I'm a therapist and I'm asking and you're choosing to not disclose, to me that says you're not vaccinated. No, no. it actually just means 
I don't feel that right. you, I want to tell you. And again, this comes down to the contract law that we need to talk about one night. I'll I'll end with this. Then that is why I've heard people, again, people talking, unvaccinated people who still feel very strongly that they don't want to get vaccinated. And I've heard, um, you know, brainstorming sessions amongst people saying like, you know, should we, shouldn't we? Should? And I remember one person saying, um, well, why can't we just say we are? And immediately that's when I was like, oh, why would you do that? Exactly. That is the one place where like, I know I now I don't have empathy for you. You can't tell people you're vaccinated when you're not. Yep. If you are making that choice, you don't have to say anything. You don't have to go to businesses that are requiring proof. It, it becomes but a tort. It's yeah, that's the fancy absolutely. Word. I can't support that. You don't don't lie about it. If you're choosing not to be vaccinated, you have every right not to, but don't tell people you are. If you decide to lie and that lie is found out, you can be taken to small claims court and sued for up to $35,000. That's the maximum Not worth it. So, and that would be called willful willful negligence. And that is not acceptable. And if your lawyer finds out, they will sue your ass. Yeah. They will take you to a higher court. Where they, there's no limit to what. Even they can again, ask for. you hear me sitting here saying words like "it feels wrong," "it's icky." That is very icky to me. Just don't, don't be don't dishonest do about your stuff. If you if if you don't want to disclose yeah. your information, you don't have to, but don't lie about it. Well, at some point, I I I won't say you don't have to. Uh, in you a don't place, have in a place to... where it's required, you'd better. Well, exactly. If, or if you it's, don't get if in. If it's required, it's required. Right. But, but I mean, to, just to why would walk you lie in... to your therapist? Well, exactly. Why would you? That's why would you lie? This is why just I'm don't lie. Paralegal. Because <laughs> people are going to lie. This is one thing I can say. I say it all the time. I I'm hoping. Maybe I'm being too naive. But I've I have a really good. Sm- I work very part time. I treat like ten people a week. I know all my clients super well, and so I'm never fearful that any of them are lying to me. Um, but again, I'm also of the mindset, and I know that you know James and I are different in this way. I still do treat unvaccinated people. This is why I hear a lot of this information because yeah. if if they say they're not vaccinated and they pass the regular screening, you know, we're wearing our PPE whenever I I still treat unvaccinated people. Right. And you and you have every right to do that. Absolutely. I would never deny you that right. Right. The government shouldn't deny you that right. Right. Cuz they, you know, there's a provision where you have the right to make money. But I just appreciate those who are telling me, you know, they're not lying to me. My yeah. clients who are unvaccinated are saying, "No, I am not." Fine answer these questions and yeah. they do and it's fine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that that is your professional judgment exactly that's exactly what the cmto requires of you perfect as a, as a registrant make your decision and be willing to face the icrc if it ever comes down to it exactly that's the premise of being a regulated healthcare profession yeah not any more complicated than that this was good man it was good that was fun it was super informative i like it good Right on. Thanks for coming, brother. Anytime, man. We will we will have to get through that contract one oh, day. Oh, for sure. You're 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 our you're our, you're a legal advisor now. Like yeah. you're the two massage therapists and a microphone legal guy. Legal advisor. Yeah. Yep. Does that mean I get donuts? Uh <laughs> hey, I wanna like, I do wanna you want free weed donuts. I can give you weed donuts. <laughs> that was for less. Call it a Boston high cream. Yeah, that was for less Glenny, because <laughs> he uh he said that uh because I'm going on, I, you provide coffee and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that was for less. Looks like we failed. <laughs> it's okay, I don't eat tell donuts. Us, tell us, either. tell us, there's a nominations going on for the RMTAO. There is, actually. Put his name in the hat. Yeah, put, yeah, don't put my name in there. I can't, I don't qualify anymore because I'm not a member. Mm. That's a whole other issue. 
So yeah, so this year I'm going to be surrendering my my license. So full on, eh? Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, so you have three years to get it back if you go inactive. And James will come back and talk about how he's planning to bridge uh, paralegal with RMTs to help us out. But we're not going to get into that now because that's a whole other episode too. uh, (laughs) Just just know that there are a lot of ways that RMTs can make the regulatory body regulate Hmm. and not uh, overcompensate. Before we run away... Do you think anyone listening to this, after getting the September 30th email, would say, these three RMTs are putting this out in public space and they're talking about this topic in ways that we probably shouldn't? Do you think anyone would hear this and say that? This? I don't think so. No, even even the one we did with the other RMT who, you know, who felt the way that I do. Just again, I'm not anti-anything. We said that millions of times on that podcast. I'm not anti-anything. I follow every mandate and I agree with James in that I'm a a regulated healthcare professional. I I have to do that. And I do that. It doesn't stop me from asking questions or having opinions or thinking something about this, you know, brings up other ethical questions, mm-hmm. but I'm not going against anything. So I right. don't think anybody can listen to either this episode or that one and feel like we're saying anything that goes against anything the college has made positions on. You, you know me, right? <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Uh, everything that I've said uh, is not legal advice. Mm-hmm. It is uh, one man's opinion from reading Many, many, many times on these topics and understanding it. It, it literally, the law is a puzzle. Mm. It's how can you craft your position and keep it within the, the law? And the, the good crafters make their point simple and easy to hear, easy to understand by everybody. So if, if I've helped you understand it, then I've done my job. This is great. I like this. Right. I think there's a lot of information that that went out that someone might not even consider. Someone, Probably not. Someone would never know, or someone would not even know where to go get that information. Yeah, how many people even know what the Charter of Rights and Freedoms is? There you go. Right on. This has been fun. It's an abstract. It's part of the Constitution, hmm. which was written in 1982. Now you're just flexing your muscles. That's true. Right on. You guys have been listening to the two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace.